that time. Oh, any singles. Uh, peace, brother. Uh, Kings and Conan, your favorite Black Talk Radio Show. Kings and Conan, your favorite Black Talk Radio Show. Kings and Conan, Some of the views and comments expressed on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in. Good morning, everybody. My name is Jay King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. With me are my co-hosts. Boo-doom-doom, boo-doom-doom, boo-doom-doom. Mushroom friend. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Jay King Network. Buckle up. Good morning, We're take Ralph. A ride on the roller coaster today. Have a great day. God bless. Brother Reverend Ali. I muted you once, twice, three times you muted, and we won't hear you. Yes, I muted you once, twice. Three times you muted. Yeah. Let the let the hating begin. Let the hating begin. It wasn't good. It was good. You mean you listen to that black ass motherfucking Randy Jackson, nigga? My shit sounds good. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Yeah, dude, you, it the, the mute songs ain't for you, Jay. They for the people that's listening. Let them be the judge, because you got okay, some biased jealousy is. shit like Stephen Alexander Jam said Ali, yesterday. Jam Ali is mandatory to be consistent in your vocals. Good Man, morning, fuck all you motherfuckers. Y'all can all suck on these nuts. You motherfuckers. You None just, of you motherfuckers can sing no acapella yeah, shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers act like I'm a real singer and shit. This shit is funny, too. It ain't always got to be good. Um, good morning, Michael Lander Jordan. <laughs> I wish Lynn was still here, boy, because he would shut you motherfuckers down. No, he wouldn't. No, he yeah, he wouldn't. would. He said they funny, and they don't always have to be good because Ali, Ali ain't a singer. Ali. Ali! It wasn't that good this time. It's okay. It don't have to be good. It's funny. Well, no, it ah, damn. It that, Jay, it you're a hater, good. man. Okay. Okay. And it's uh, all you. You didn't even get people to leave. I ain't even finished it. And you just let you just go and give me them COVID claps. He's a cold piece of work, boy, I swear. Uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Alexander said, you got a little jealousy on you about me. <laughs> if you go with what Fat Boy say, you in real trouble. Yeah, I am. I am. I, I believe he knows some shit about you. That's why you, you, I don't know why he can't beat you in dominoes. I think you got a little trick you do. This is for you, um, 
Ralph Hawkins asked for a little bit of It's Alright. He always comes in hot, Alicat. How should you express it when you love someone? Happy first day of Kwanzaa. Thank you, Becky. 
Kwanzaa. I don't know nothing about. I don't know a whole bunch about Kwanzaa. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't. You know, I'm not a Kwanzaa cat. I'm, you know. So, so what was y'all fighting about, Dre? Man, all kinds of shit. My mom is, you know, she's up there in age, and she's, you know, she's her, she's got this shit called Derillium, which is like a mixture mm-hmm. of Alzheimer. And dementia mixed on steroids, and so I've been dealing with it for a while. So since I've been dealing with it for a while, I'm a little numb to the shit. So you know, my sisters and, and my brother are more like, you know, oh my 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 mom. And I'm like, well, look, it is what it is. We got to figure out how to deal with it. So anyway, we just been fighting, man. Just this whole thing, and then my sister's husband jumps in shit when he ain't got no business. And I told him he sit down or I'll knock his ass the fuck out. So, you know, and then she got mad at me and ah it was just crazy. Just crazy. So basically you y'all now did did anybody did you guys open up presents? Yeah. For the grandbaby. The grandbabies opened up presents and stuff and that was cool. Yeah. I went to see my brother Chris yesterday. And I and it was a I had a good time with him. I don't, you know, I don't um, get to see my brothers that often, right? Because we don't travel in the same circle, so I got a chance to just hang out with him and my sister-in-law's Rita. We just hung out at the house, talk, talked about my brothers that are that are no longer here, and uh, and just reminisce about how crazy, how crazy it was. WH WHL Urban Radio. Good morning. My brother Mike, my brother Mike was a motherfucker, and uh, I was I was telling Chris I was like I remember. This. So one day, my brother Mike called me. Um, he, um, Jay, I'm the son of Ohio players. My two uncles and my dad started the group for when they were called the Untouchables. Who's your father? Michael Ward Singh. I was, I just spoke with Billy Beck yet, day before yesterday. Billy played on one of my records. Um, but my brother Mike, you know, he used to be in and out of prison. So one day he called me. He was like, bro, I figured it out. I said, what's up? What's that? He said, man, I'm not coming to jail no more because I'm fighting. I'm beating everybody's ass in here right now. So when I when I get out, I'm <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> when I get funny. out, man, I won't be fighting. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Mike, well, how, how do you how do you conjugate the two? He said, man, because, man, I'll be fighting when I'm out in the street, man, but if I will put everybody ass in here, when I get out, I won't have to fight no more. Because, you know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I got it all figured out. <laughs> Right. Wow, well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Jojo Red. And good morning, then, um, my brother. Good morning. Good day, morning. Um, How's everybody? Good morning. Um, good morning, uh, Six Eyes. And good morning, Monday, my brother, uh, he calls me. He, he's in jail. He, he um, He's like, uh, man, I'm in jail. I said, for what? He said, the broad, the broad, man. Uh, can you get me out? I said, well, how, what, how much is it? My bill is $10,000. I said, 
Good morning, Lud. So $10,000 means I got to pay $1,000. So I'm like, right. yeah, I, I'm going to get you out. So I get him out. And, you know, my, my guy get him out. I paid $1,000. And um, a few hours later, he in jail again. Damn. Because he got out of jail, went to the girl's house, and threw a punch through the motherfucking window. Damn. So he called me back. I'm like, where you at? He said, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back. I'm back. I said, Mike, what the fuck? Well, how are you back in jail? Nigga, I just got you out. He said, man, I went to that bitch house, and I threw a brick through the window. Bitch went open the door. I said, I just spent $1,000. He said, man, I think you spent $1,000 on shoes. That ain't shit. <laughs> That's funny. I said, I bet, let's see if I can get your ass out again. Right. Now, uh, <laughs> John Beckman said she was a brick house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed my and, uh, and but what was so there's a there's a funny part and a sad part to this. I told Mike, nigga, when you get because Mike, whenever Mike got out of jail, he would come see me. He would come see me first. That I would give him money, buy him some clothes, you know, get him on his feet. Um, one year. When he got out, he came and lived with me. I was living in the Hollywood Hills at the time. and But I, you can't drink at my house. Good morning, Jelena. And so, um, and I told him, Mike, you can't drink at my house. Ain't no drinking. And so, and I was really trying to get him cleaned up, trying to get his, trying to get his life together. And he... Um, he lasted about 10 days. I don't even know. Me and, me and, me and uh, Chris was talking about it yesterday. I don't know if he lasted 10 days. I want to say he lasted 10 days, but maybe it was 10 days or less. The first week, though, he was cool. You know, he was like, man, this is so peaceful up here. It's quiet, man. I've got hummingbirds and shit like that. I've seen, you know, he's telling me all the shit he's seen. Good morning, Danielle. I mean, I've seen a deer. I love this shit, man. I said, right on, Mike. Man, it's quiet as a motherfucker up here, though. I said, Mike, we in the Hollywood Hills. This is it's peaceful up here. Yeah, yeah man, shit kind of quiet. Make me think something going to happen. You know, because shit always happens when shit get quiet. <laughs> Damn. <In the> <laughs> Man, you ever noticed that, Jay? Right before, man, right before shit gonna happen and get quiet. I'm like, right, man, it's quiet. Y'all, y'all in two different worlds. Y'all in two different worlds. He can't relate. You can't relate. And he can't relate. I mean, I can relate. Well, nigga, I can't relate. I'm, nigga, it ain't like I'm not from that, nigga. I know what it is, but I'm telling nigga, you ain't got to worry about it. Right. But, and, and he ain't drinking, and he can't have a drink. Okay, so that's what it was. After after a drink few days, after a few days, I I say, Mike, I'm gonna give you two beers, nigga. You can't drink more than two beers. 
Because my brother, my brother crazy, my brother's wild. And I know it. So I get him the two beers, he drinks the two beers. A few days later, man, I can't, man, I can't stay up here, Jay, man. I can't, I can't stay, bro. I'm like, nigga, you ain't been here. I can't stay. <laughs> so, you know, he went back to Vallejo. He loved Vallejo. But the last time when he threw the brick through the girl's thing, I said, man, I ain't, nigga, I'm not helping you no more. Fuck you, Mike. Nigga, you right. can't just fuck off my money. But so mm-hmm. I, I regret it. I regret that I didn't see him again because when he got out of prison the last time, um, we didn't talk. And, and, um, and without fail, every time he got out of prison, I'm his first stop. I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to give him some money. I'm going to take care of him. We're going to laugh, talk. We're going to keep key and ha-ha. And then, you know, we're going to, you know, he's going to do what he do. He's going to get on. And um, this time I didn't. I didn't talk to him. And he mm-hmm. might have been out three or four months, maybe five months. And on this particular day, something said, call your brother. It was on a Sunday. Good morning, throwback. 74. It was on a Sunday. I had just finished doing my show the way I see it. That's when I was doing um, the show, you know, I was doing the show um, on Blog Talk on Sunday. That wasn't, we, we weren't even doing Kings of the Morning yet, doing the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got off the air, and something said, call your brother. And I didn't call him. And about an hour and a half later, my cousin Orlando called me and said, man, Mike White is dead. I was like, what? Damn. Police just killed him. Police saved Mike White to death. Wow. Yeah. Y'all couldn't sue behind? Y'all couldn't sue? Well, I, you know... His, I, I found out later that his daughter sued. I don't ain't, ain't got money. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's sad. Now, Valel is a motherfucker. That Valel is like that. Valel is racist and bigoted and prejudiced and biased like that. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really want to. And and so my brother. Mike White was crazy. Mike White could thump. And um, mm-hmm. one day the police was fucking with Mike White, and he whooped two or three police's asses at one time. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and so they jumped on him, man. And they beat oh, wow. the holy hell out of him. So in my head, they always wanted to get him. Oh, yeah. They had a they had a. You they know, had they a always. And this was the day that they, this was the time that they got it. Mm-hmm. Wow. My brother, my brother J.K., and my brother J.K., he was um, a friend of ours who was playing with a gun and pointed it at him and thought it wasn't loaded and shot him and killed him. Yeah, that shit happened to me one time with friends at the table playing. They put a gun out and kept clicking it. 
boy said, man, who's pointing a fucking gun at me? He's made his gun, ain't even loaded. Bow! Blew his fucking brains out right there. Mm. Playing with a fucking gun. That's unfortunate. So, that is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. My brother J.K. was 26 when that happened. My brother was 40. J.K. and um, Orlando, my cousin Orlando, they had just spoken to me a few days before because they were going to come see me. And I'll let them come stay with me whole weekend. Mm. Like, wow. So it's just you and your sister left? Huh? It's just you and your sister left? No, no. I have um, three brothers. Okay. Uh, Chris, Gerald, and Andre. And then I have um, right, three right. sisters. That's right. Beyond Kim and Terry. Terry's my oldest. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what's up. Now, how's your cousin uh, Lawrence doing? I haven't seen um, nor heard from Lawrence in a long time. I just remember Lawrence <laughs> as a kid, and, you know, and a, and a young and a young um, a young man, uh, you know, a young twenty-year-old when I when I did when I had done rumors, I done my first club Nouveau records. I used to go to Oakland sometimes, and I would see my aunt Joyce, which was his mother. But mm-hmm. you know, my my cousin Lawrence, because he was deaf, but but he was born deaf, so Lawrence could read lips from anywhere. I mean, you could damn near be with your back to him, and it seemed like he could um, read your lips. My brother, I'm going to say, Lee, my brother. Michael was killed 2000 and um, 9 to 2010, around there. Good morning, Harrison. My brother JK is 92, 93. My brother Mark just died this year, my youngest brother Mark. We found out it was fentanyl. Yeah. He was 52, about to be 53. Yeah. So, that's a, um, but yeah. But my cousin Lawrence, whenever he, if he didn't want to hear you, and you said, um, Lawrence, Aunt Joyce said, um, Aunt Joyce wants you. What? I can't ping him. I Joyce wants you. She said, come here. Gang. I can't ping him. I'm gimp. I'm gimp, gang. You try to hear what the fuck you say. I know. I Joyce wants you. I can't ping him, gang. I'm gimp. I'm going to know what I'm talking about. That's fucking funny. <laughs> hey, why do they call your cook? Why you call your cousin Alicat? What? I should get that name. Huh? How did because your cousin Alicat get the name Alicat? That's what that's what she called herself. She gave herself Alicat. Okay. You uh, Fred wants to know why you call yourself yeah. Alicat. 
Alley Cat. Hello, Alley Cat. Hmm, <laughs> Alley Cat, huh? So, yeah. Hold on, let me see. Hello? What's up? Hi, Jay, how are you? I'm fine. That's great. Jay, this is Aldo calling you from Cage Writing. I hope you remember uh, last week we had a discussion regarding your website. Yeah, so I do a radio show, I think I told you guys, from 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You know what time it is right now? Uh, you are in Pacific Time Zone, right? Yes. It's 8.24, right now. At yeah. your so let's just let's do some simple mathematics here. I do a show from 8 to 10 a.m. What do you think I'm doing right now? Okay, no problem. Let me call you after after 10 o'clock is fine. All right. So one thing I do like about them, one thing I do like about them is their aggression, right? I like how aggressive they are. They they, want to... They want to optimize my website and all that stuff. But, you know, I tell them, I tell them, motherfuckers, I got to understand what you're saying to me for me to be in business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the words of the Indian motherfuckers. I don't know what the fuck you're saying, man. So I don't mind that. If you can make me understand, I don't mind. I just want you to speak at a, at a pace that I understand. I know well, that's right. Yeah. They can say money. They can say money real good, and they can say method of payment. Yeah. yeah they can say all that yep. other shit real good. Mm-hmm. That's clear as fuck. American Express discovered morning, a Mexican cool. visa. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, black folk need to take some lessons on how to be that motherfucking aggressive to get shit done. So yeah, I respect that's true. So I'm not mad at it. I just want you guys to know. Good morning, Daryl Tom- Thompson. Um, I'm not mad at it. Um, WHCL, WHCL says that optimized website stuff is worthless. Well, let me tell you how I work, WHCL. Um, I'm a motherfucker. So I'll pay you for it. But you got to show me and work first. Professor King right. said, King, I guess you won't be using their services. Good morning, Amanda Whitaker. No, I know. Let, let me tell you what happened, Keone. They had two motherfuckers on there that, couldn't, that I couldn't understand. And I told them, I said, look, I don't understand what you guys are saying. Uh, you guys are going too fast. Put somebody on the phone that I understand and that understands me. And they did that. So I know they got good sense. But, but now, and so they, to, they told me their prices. They sent me their price sheet and everything. And it's cool. But I'm, a, uh, you, know, you know, I'm like, show me that it works. Let me know that it works. I want to see that it works. If you, if you can't do that, then, you know, we don't have a deal. But if you want to do that. But we don't want to, you know, we want to show you. But... We don't want to start doing because when we start doing, then it doesn't happen right away. Uh, well, if it starts to happen, 
I'll, I'll write you a check. The money I got. But you guys are all over on the other side of the world. And I'm not doing no automatic shit with you. I'll pay you. You do the work, I pay. It don't make good sense for me to have you do the work and, and this is going good, then I don't pay you. What kind of sense does that make? But that's not right. how we work. We I don't give a f- I, Listen, if you want to work with me, then I'm going to Oh, man. If you want to work with me, this is how it's going to work. So we're at that stage now. We're at that, if you want to work with me, first of all, the price that you have, I don't like it. I don't like the price. What I will do is this. If you make it work for me, I'll bring you other people that will pay your price because it worked. They know it worked because I'm saying it worked. But we can't go off of it working, what you're telling me is going to work. And then I don't want to automatically pay you shit. Because once you get mad at me, and, you know, and, and it's a, it's certain things that's got to happen that make me nervous when you got people from outside doing your shit. Like, what if they get a hold of your website? We ought to hold well, up the website now. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it happens, and they hijack your shit. Well, in order to get complete website, you must do automatic payment monthly to keep going. Good morning, Akbar. Um, WHCL said, you don't know them from a can of paint. Lots of tech scammers in India and Pakistan. And let me tell you, let me tell y'all, this is a true story, funny story. So I got a friend, black guy. One day he calls me and he says, man, fuck American women. I'm like, what? Good morning, Kelly Stillman. He said, yeah, man, fuck American women, man. I, I ain't going to never fuck with another American woman again. I met this girl in Ghana. I said, when did you guys meet? He said, man, we met online. So I started laughing. And because I started laughing, he gets offended. So he's like, man, fuck you, Jay. Good morning, Ellison Reed. I said, nigga, why you, why you mad at me? He said, because... Nick, I tell you, I meet somebody, and instead of you showing some love, nigga, you start laughing and shit like that. That's fucked up. I said, dude, are you are you being serious? He said, yeah, nigga, I met, man, I met this girl. Good morning, Willie's in. Man, I met this woman, man. She's fine as a motherfucker, and she in Ghana. She gonna come see me, and uh, you know, I you know, it, it don't, it ain't like these American women where you gotta spend all this goddamn money. Now, mind you, I've just watched, good morning, Vincent Shelley, I've just watched a special on motherfuckers being scammed out of uh, that, uh, it's on um, MSNBC, or one of those kind of channels. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, whoa, I think, I think I know this scam. And he was like, what? I said, I believe I know this scam. I believe I've seen it all on MSNBC. There were some guys out of Nigeria that are scamming people, and they scammed this woman out of $12,000, white woman thinking she was going to get all this money. I think this is the same kind of scam. And he was like, no, man, 
No, it ain't the same. No, no. Um, it ain't the same kind of scam. You know, no, 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 no. He said, man, first of all, I've talked to her. I said, you've talked to her? He said, yeah, we talk on the phone. I've seen videos of her. You know, and I said, dude. Because <laughs> when a motherfucker want to believe something, uh, when a motherfucker want to believe something, you can't stop somebody from believing some shit they want to believe. And so he um he was telling me how he, you know, he sent her $50, $100 a month to help her family. He told me how much, how far that money go and everything. And then um, he um, he told me, he said, so one day he called me, he said, man, you know how you was laughing at me and shit? I said, yeah. He said, uh, uh, she's coming. She's coming. She's coming here. I'm getting ready to get her ticket. Uh, I just sent her $300. I was, I was, 
And I tell people all the time, so one of the one of the best lessons I ever learned, I learned from a guy named Mo Austin, who was the chairman of the board of Warner Brothers, and I went to Mo Austin's office and told him I was going to whoop his ass. And I meant every bit of it. And I was talking big shit, and I was and I was flailing my arms on letting that motherfucker know. And Mo Austin leaned back in his chair, and he was hitting his pencil up against his desk. And Mo Austin is a slight man. I mean, he's about maybe five foot. And he said, "My there you Mo Austin's ass, really? Yeah, yeah. I told him, yeah. Wow. He was the chairman of the board of Warner Brothers. I remember Mo Austin." Yeah, and uh, he told me, he said, my fights aren't physical. And I never had another hit record at Warner Brothers again. So some of my greatest lessons I learned in the music business. And so as a businessman, I learned how to be, uh, the, the music business taught me how emotionless business is. Business don't have no emotions. People have emotions. Business does it. And so as I continued on and started doing more independent records, I understood the game a lot differently, a lot better. And uh, and it served me well as I moved into other business ventures and, and speculative um, ventures that, that, that proved to be financially lucrative and how to build relationships. How not to, you know, if, if I could say there was, there was a, if I could say for black business owners, if I could tell you something that I think would be good for you, it would be number one, stop being a black business owner and be a good business owner who just happens to be black. To um, not take business personal. There's nothing personal about business. The only time business becomes personal to any degree is when you develop a personal relationship with somebody you're doing business with. And if it's somebody who has the ability to help stretch your business acumen or help you stay afloat, that you build that relationship and never and never take advantage of it and make yourself as valuable to them as they are to you in different ways. And that's how, you know, um, and don't do stuff for people looking for something to come back to you. Do stuff for people because that's what you that's what you do. That's who you are, and something will probably come back to you. Do something for people looking for something to come back to you. Probably nothing will come back to you because it's what you're looking for. You're not. There's nothing uh, genuine about what you're doing. You're doing it uh, like my mom used to say. Good morning, Ricky Jones. Uh, if you're doing something for somebody so you can say you did it for them, you ain't doing it for them. You're doing it for you. You're doing it to puff your chest out. Betty Mitchell said, what is worse than the international romance scams are the adoptions from China, Russia, et cetera. They give Americans the most damaged children by the time couples realize it is too late. We are... Um, we're in, you know, the, the human being is interesting. The human being, um, the human being has this big old computer in his and her head, this thing that, that can really calculate and, 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 and reason and do a lot of things, and, and we, we, we won't even challenge it to do those things. 
<laughs> the human being is just minimal at best. And, and that's why, you know, I wake up every morning looking for the maximum. I look, I look at my life and, um, you know, um, the reason why I can write songs like Life is Like a Symphony is because I decided that my life would be incredible. I would not marry myself to the minimized world that I'm being presented every day. I would maximize who I am, what I am. I would, uh, I would challenge me uh, to expose my talents to me. I would, I would believe in me more than anybody else believes in me, and then I would challenge me to live up to the belief I have in myself. I, I don't concern myself with what other people believe in or what they think. My challenge is what I believe in, what I think. And I look at my life, and I'm like, man, I, you know, God has been good to me. But God's been good to me because I've been good to God. I believe in him. I believe that God really is in me because if we all are children of God, good morning, Curtis Mitchell. Good morning, cousin. Wheezy, that's my cousin, Louise. If we all are children of God as we say we are, then I mean that God is our father, which means that there's some God in us. But you got to, you got to believe in that God that's in you. A lot of people don't. And so we call people who do extraordinary, but, but they're not, regular folks. Regular folks like me and you who believe the greatness that's inside of us. See, I don't believe that there's anybody on the planet that doesn't have greatness in them, that actually if they manicured and developed the greatness that's in them, they could have anything they want. There's enough money for everybody out here. I've counted the money. It's enough money for everybody. WHTL said, you got to understand the grid, then operate like it doesn't exist. Wow, I couldn't have put it any better than that. You have to understand the grid and then operate like it doesn't exist because you understand what it is. And you know what Aretha Franklin said, what it is is a low-down feeling, what it is from left to right. So today is Tuesday, December 26, 2023. You tuned in to Kings in the Morning. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you've been here before, you know what it is. Yusef Kente is going to do the word of the day. Right, 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 right. Like, and I'm going to do the day one. Which one do you want to look up with? There is a transitionary period. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has his, I don't know what his seniority number is, like yeah. 30 somewhere. Yeah. Just based on how old he is. Yeah. Um, Who is that? Is, is it Plankton or Professor? Put your motherfucking excuse me. Plankton or um, King Power. Put yourself on mute with your dumb ass. That's Kente's dumbass. Dumbass. It's Kente's dumbass. He's at work. Now, why would you? So, Who cares uh, where he's at? Ali, Ali, are you going to do the word of the day? Yes. So Ali's going to do the word of the day. I'm going to do the daily word on um, Tuesday, December 26th, 
2023, uh, the daily word is community. C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y. My family and community are my strength support. I am an individual in the world, but I am also a member of my family and community. The people who know me and the people who raised me have helped me shape my understanding of the world and have given me the support I need to take my place in it. There are two, they are to me what good soil is to a budding flower. My roots are strong in my community, and I grow tall as I reach for opportunities to use my talents and gifts to, best, to the best of my ability. My dreams and my potential are without limit. My community of support knows this. It urges me forward to success and comforts me during times of disappointment. I feel the love of God in their words and actions and return that love without hesitation. Today's Bible verse is 1 Corinthians 12:26. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Brother Reverend Ali, what yeah. is the word of the day? OG, the word of the day is sing, spelled S-I-N-G. And the definition for sing is make musical sounds with the voice, especially words with a set tune. Now, let me see if I can put that in a small paragraph for you guys. I'm not a singer, so when I sing mute songs to you with no music, acapella, and you don't like it, Fuck you. Sing. <laughs> Thanks, Cuddles. Some, somebody's feelings got hurt. Because they, cause they sound like shit. Ain't hurt. Good morning, Grant. My feelings ain't hurt. I just don't like the motherfucking bullshit oh, ass, goofy ass comments. Okay. Well, uh, let me let me see if I can use the word "sing" in a sentence. Good morning, Karen Rivera. Why are you challenging my word? You don't do that to do to Kente. You didn't do that to Fred the other day. I'm just using it in a sentence. If you pick a song to sing and you can't sing that song well. Don't get mad when a motherfucker tell you you don't sound good when you sing. Sing. You see, they go with number 62. You out there running offense for folks. Um, Vernical says if he's not a singer, then don't sing. It's that simple. Um, nigga, shut up, bowling ball. You ain't a human, nigga, but they use you at the bowling alley. Um, so I really want to talk about this guy, Umar Johnson. Are you guys familiar with Umar Johnson? Is anybody Dr. Umar Johnson? Yes, anybody? yes I'm yes. familiar with it. Yes. Jane so, Africanist, yes. What's scary about Umar Johnson is he says shit that that isn't true. But people 
And then I noticed people like uh, like WHTL said he's brilliant. Uh, you know, Dr. Umar, yeah, he's been on point sometimes. Janet Marie says sometimes good, sometimes bad. Now, I don't know if he's brilliant, um, WHTL. I do know that um, – good morning, Mr. J.D. Henley. Um, uh, he um, – and I don't know what you mean when you say all the time, Del Bernie. Are you saying he's brilliant all the time? He's on point all the time? I just want to know where you guys sit because I'm going to get ready to play some Dr. Umar Johnson. Uh, no, he's not a football player, um, Beckman. Um, I'm going to play some Dr. Umar. I, don't, I just call him Umar Johnson. I don't know if he's a real doctor or not. But uh, I just want to play some stuff from him, and then I want to talk to you guys about it in a factual manner, if that's, if that's okay. Um, Kobe Bryant is with the ancestors now. And the reason Kobe Bryant is with the ancestors. Hold on, let me do this again. I want to. Um, uh, he's good on education topics. He's not afraid to speak the truth about a low down peck of wood. Um, so, Janet Marie, it's too early for your racism to let, 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 let's calm down on the racism early. Let's. Let it build up. Del Bernie said he's dangerous. He says just enough things that are right to keep people engaged, but he's off and the consequences can be disastrous. He's not afraid to speak truth about black people either. Let me let me just tell you this right here. Yes, that's now because Gobi Bryant was about to start his own professional basketball league headquartered in China. The American white power structure couldn't allow that. China is America's number one competitor. They couldn't have Kobe Bryant going to China, starting a professional basketball league, competing with the American League. Kobe Bryant was also in his contract with Nike, and he was starting his own player on sneaker brand. America couldn't let Kobe come up with another sneaker brand that would compete with the number one sneaker brand in America. That's why the helicopter went down. Kobe Bryant was murdered. It was not an accident. Okay, so let's start. Let's let's start right there. Let's. I want to start with that one. So, Kobe Bryant was murdered because he was starting uh, a basketball league in China, and he was leaving Nike. So, let me play something here. Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Warning! Bullshitter alert! Bullshitter alert! Warning! Bullshitter alert! There's already a basketball league in China. Um, Stefan Mulberry is one of the top stars. It was one of the top stars in China. Kobe Bryant had been doing business in China for the better part of 14 years, 15 years. He's a big star there. Um, There's no truth to the statement. There's nothing to back up what he said in the statement. And and as Bill Bernie said, it becomes uh, dangerous 
because people who say things like this um, with, without any um, um, without any facts because there aren't any um, feeds into an ether of people who who want it and um so WHTL, you said he's brilliant. Now you say black folks love conspiracy theories. He can't be brilliant and a conspiracy theorist, but he can be dangerous and a conspiracy theorist. Uh, Janet Marie said, doesn't he have a charter school for boys? Uh, I don't know how that thing went, Janet. A lot of people were saying they want their money back. Reese says, right, Kobe was murdered because he wanted to entertain and put new sneakers on Negroes. Real breaking news, Cronkite. Uh, Janet Marie said, false information. Uh, Janet, um, Dr. I mean, John Beckman says Dr. Johnson sounds like Dr. Bullshit, just my opinion. Uh, WHTL said he is brilliant. Uh, you and I disagree, um, and I will continue uh, with uh, what, what I'm playing here. And they made LeBron James wear his number on his sneakers the night before while LeBron James played the Kobe Bryant at home town in Philadelphia. Why is Michael Jordan, excuse me, why is Michael Jackson dead? Michael Jackson is dead because he owned half of Sony Records. He owned all of the Beatles catalog, a portion of Elvis' music. If they wanted the Beatles music back, Michael Jackson wouldn't sell it to him. Michael Jackson was in negotiations to purchase Marvel Studios, brothers and sisters. Marvel. There's Black Panther at the Xfinity. Michael Jackson was going to buy it up. And so Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel Studios, he got hit with the pedophilia accusations. Why is Whitney Houston dead? Okay, so let's let's um, um let's talk about the Michael Jackson here. So let me explain to you guys that number one, Michael Jackson did not own half a Sony. It's not true. Michael Jackson owned one hundred percent. Um no no, he's not smart enough to have you discuss him in a Era attention translates into money. Huh? I, I mean, if you think that's brilliant, then, I mean, you and I, we see brilliance as different. Um, what I'm doing is I'm talking about the inaccuracies that he's, that he's given to our community because he's listened to mostly by people in our community, and they will spew this misinformation. The same way we spewed the misinformation about Willie Lynch and um, – um, I'm not saying he's, uh, I'm not brilliant, um, Michael Niner Jordan, and I can be wrong about a lot of things. I'm just talking about this guy, this information. I'm giving, I'm going to show you guys different things. I'm going to prove to you that he's not uh, correct. Now, good morning, Rhonda Reason. As it relates to the ATV catalog, ATV was a catalog that was up for sale. Um, and, um, DOA is brilliant in music, Janet Marie. We're talking about different things. I know your racism has to prevail, but let it rest for right now. Um, ATV was a catalog that was, that was up for sale that anybody could have purchased. It just so happened that Paul McCartney spoke to Michael Jackson about purchasing the catalog, and he and Michael were bidding for this catalog, Michael Jackson, outbidding by a couple of million dollars, 
and ended up with the catalog for $38 million. Um, I didn't say Trump doesn't use misinformation, but you can't make a guy, WHTL, come on, man. What does Donald Trump have to do with this conversation? You guys tripped me out. The, the same way Donald Trump uses misinformation. If Donald Trump uses misinformation and he's wrong, when Dr. Umar Johnson uses misinformation, he's wrong. Wrong is wrong. It doesn't change based on who's using the misinformation. I'm sorry, sir. Good morning, Francis. Um, so Michael Jackson owned 100% ATV. Michael Jackson uh, was the single person that owned the largest publishing catalog in the world. There was nobody in the world that owned more publishing than Michael Jackson. In his catalog was the Beatles, was Elvis Presley, was um, um, uh, Sly Stone, was Little Richard, all of it. It was the largest publishing catalog that was available at the time. Michael Jackson bid for it. Michael Jackson owned it 100%. Michael Jackson had a... Um, had a um, a lawsuit going against him for $24 million. And when the kid said that he had touched him in the wrong way. It was a, I don't know what the, how much it was for, but Michael Jackson borrowed $24 million using his publishing catalog as collateral. Sony did not own ATV. Michael did not own any percentage of Sony Michael Jackson's catalog um, that was um, owned and controlled by MJJ, his company, he, he put that catalog up 50% as um, collateral for the $24 million. Sony knew when they loaned him the $24 million that he was not going to be able to pay it back from his record sales because Michael Jackson's record sales had already started to wane early on. He was selling two or three million records, which based on his advances wasn't enough money to pay him back. But they gave him the money because his catalog does so well every time he releases a new record, his whole catalog, and they benefit from it, and they own it all. When he came due to pay the bill back, he couldn't. So in the contract, Michael had to, had to give up 50% of the catalog, but he had an opportunity to pay it back. But the price kept going up. And so um, Michael Jackson lost 50% of his catalog because he couldn't pay back the loan, the $24 million loan that he, um, that, he, that he took from them. But at no time did he ever own any percentage of Sony. And um, what does that mean? His publishing catalog is what it means, um, Jeff. It's, his, it's all the songs that are in his publishing catalog. So when you own 
intellectual property when you own copyrights. Those copyrights become, if you own more than one or more than a few, you have a publishing catalog. So he owned the publishing part of the catalog, not the masters. The masters are owned by the record companies. The publishing is owned by the publishers. The publishers pay the songwriters. So when people say these things, they know not what they're speaking. And they, um, and no, Janet Marie, in Michael's case, in my opinion, if I was Michael, I would have never went to Sony and used my catalog as collateral to pay Sony back. I would have used my catalog to borrow uh, to, with a bank and pay, um, and pay until I could pay it off because the publishing catalog is going to grow faster than the debt. They did not work the man to death, Janet Marie. Uh, Michael, Michael Jackson hadn't gone on tours in a lot of years. They make no money from him doing tours. That's another thing. Record companies don't make any money when you tour. You make money when you tour. Um, and um, Michael Jackson did not own 50% of, of Sony. Michael Jackson was not going to buy Marvel. There's no Michael Jackson was so far in debt because Michael Jackson spent in excess of $100,000 a month to rent places to live. Michael Jackson had a big overhead at Never Neverland. Michael Jackson had a, a big monthly overhead just living every day. So Michael Jackson, uh, the reason why his catalog grew and his, his wealth grew so much once he died is because he wasn't spending. The spending that he was doing was gone, and the catalog and everything grew, and they ended up selling the other part of that catalog for 750 million dollars and they shouldn't have. And do you own your music publishing? By the way, I listened yesterday, you're amazing. Yeah, I love yes I do, Mark. That's how I'm able to live. That's how I'm able to be comfortable in my life if I you know, because I still own um my cat so here's something else. Let me go to the next one. She also wanted her master's back in her publishing, so she died of a so-called. So, this is another. Okay, um, I'm in, I'm on the show. I'm lucky. I'll have to do it when I take a break. I can't just open the door. I'm I'm in the middle of the show. I don't know if you can see that. So let's talk about this Whitney Houston thing. Whitney Houston didn't own her publishing because she didn't write any songs. So when I hear people say these things, it is amazing to me. That, pe- that nobody says, hey, this is incorrect information. Mm-hmm. She did not own her publishing. She did not own her masters. And anybody can order an audit up to three, four, five years after their release. Anybody can at any time. And some artists do. And when they audit and they find money, they get a check. So these, these are just... Um, and, and so when people, when people put up um, the information and, you know, and they say pay attention, and then, you know, so then black people, what we do is we, 
we start spreading this shit. Good morning, Dwayne Robinson. Like it's true. Jeff Carlson makes complete sense. He's not spending the money anymore. I completely understand that concept. That's how it is with my dad's foundation. It keeps going because he's not using any of the income anymore. So Michael Jackson's, you know, uh, Whitney, too, alone in a hotel room. Um, you know, you guys act like Whitney. You know what tripped me out about black folk is y'all act like Whitney wasn't out of control and doing drugs prior to. The body is what, is what it is. It's a, mach- it's a machine that has to be taken care of. And when you don't take care of it, that motherfucker will break down on you. Um, I, all I know is the night before, everybody was talking shit about Whitney that, that night before. It was all in the tabloids. And then when she died, and everybody, oh, Whitney, Whitney, Whitney. And everybody loved her. So on, on that, I'm going to do this. Warning. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Bullshitter alert. Warning. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Bullshitter alert. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Well, so let's get off. So I'm going to move all the bullshit out the way so we can get to the real shit. By the way, good morning. Uh, good morning, Potter. Good to see you. And Merry Christmas. Um, uh, Bernard Middlebrook said, the truth is hardest to digest, speaking, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> I mean, um, this um, isn't it amazing how people live, love people when they, they die, but not when they're alive? Uh, mm-hmm. People don't know how we treated Martin Luther King. Good morning, um, Annette Lanza. Um, people, morning, don't, people don't realize morning, King. how, how morning, funky man. we treated Martin Luther King prior to him dying. Black people mm-hmm. treated Martin Luther King like a shit stick. If, if he was a stick, he'd have been a shit stick. That's how black folks were treating him right before he died. Um, so did I hear you say good morning Dr. to me? No. Okay. I think good morning you? to you. God. Okay. Uh, let, let me let's go. So she died of a so-called drowning in the tub. Same way Jimi Hendrix died, best guitar player in the history of mankind, and he was murdered because of oh, the answer okay. was a secret. Okay. Uh, a secret MI6 officer for British intelligence, and Jimmy Hendrix was going to finance the Black Panther Party, so they had to kill him. Okay, so this is some of the bullshit. Let me tell you guys who financed the Black Panther Party. Jane Fonda. Uh, the, who's the guy that she married to the first time? He financed the Black Everybody financed the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party w- was not a black organization in its beginning. It was a a community organization. As a matter of fact, if you go back to Chicago and you see my man, um, uh, Fred Hampton, in Chicago, what made Fred Hampton so powerful and what made them afraid of Fred Hampton was Fred Hampton took poor whites, Asians, Hispanic, Native, Black, and he formed a coalition. And he was a young man. He was only 20, 21 years old. Yeah, Tom Hayden, Tom Hayden and, and Jane Fonda were were funding the Black Panther Party. And um, because he was so powerful, not with black folk, but with poor folk, it scared the shit out of the system. Yeah, I said Jane Fonda. And that's why they 
that's why they good morning, um, Michelle Neal. That's why they um assassinated that man as a twenty one year old. Not because he was a black panther, but because he was a black man that controlled the power structure of poor people. He was as a twenty one year old. You said her first husband, Jake, or Jane, Tom Hayden wasn't her first husband. That was her second husband. Well, whoever, whoever right. was, but she was her second husband. Uh, Dale Bernie said, Jay, it is not just these easily verifiable facts about celebrities that ought to be concerning. It is not so easy to verify statements that ought to concern people. Good morning, always chilling. Um, um, Jeff Crowley said, Jane Fonda isn't very popular in Santa Monica. Jane Fonda uh, wasn't popular because she she really uh, stood up for black folk and for black causes at that time. And because, you know, um, some people really uh, saw the racism, bigotry, and prejudice of America, some white folks, and they called it out. And let's thank God that they did. Yeah, she did call um, it out. They, they had an organization called CED. And my father was involved in that, and I knew Jane Fonda since 1975. So let me, um, let's go. Now I'm going to show, show you another Umar Johnson reel. I'll be in jail um, for catching shit. You don't think the music company knew about R. Kelly's unhealthy sexual fantasies? That ain't why R. Kelly in jail. He might should be, but that ain't why he's in jail. R. Kelly doesn't get locked up until until he starts questioning ownership of his master recordings. R. Kelly don't get locked up until he hears some of his unpublished music on the radio that he never authorized. R. Kelly don't get locked up until Sony Records ends up with a part of his catalog that he never signed away. The pedophilia was the cover. The real I do need a hug. Okay, you have to understand. So once again, when people don't know, they say shit like that. R. Kelly was signed to Jive Records. And Jive Records was distributed by BMG. Before R. Kelly was R. Kelly, he was in a group called MGM. I was going to sign R. Kelly and MGM. A brother by the last name of Peyton, I'm going to tell you his first name in a minute, that's who was managing R. Kelly at the time. But R. Kelly was signed to a guy in New York who had given him money and couldn't do the deal with me. Barry Weiss from Jive Records, who had Houdini, Barry Weiss, went and met with the guy Eric Payton, that's right. Thank you. Eric Payton, that's who I dealt with, and that's who I was trying to do the deal with. And I was and I was going to do the deal with BMG because I had a deal at BMG at the time. I had a deal with BMG, with Warner Brothers, with EMI, and with Capital. I had different deals, different groups signed in different places. And R. Kelly, uh, Wayne, God dang it, what is Wayne's last name? 
I'm going to tell you Wayne's last name in a minute. Wayne is another guy who's out of Chicago who worked with Jive, who was a DJ. Wayne is the one who connected him, who connected the whole thing together and got the cat in New York to sit down with Barry Weiss. Wayne Williams, that's right. Wayne Williams is the one who was the connector there. Wayne Williams got Sony, I mean, got um, Jive and my man out of New York who was, who was in the game together. He got an override from record one on all of R. Kelly's music, and that's how R. Kelly got to BMG. But when he got there, he was with a group called Public Announcement. And then they broke away, and he did. And he broke away because Jive saw him as the talent and took him, did a publishing deal for him. So R. Kelly don't even own his publishing. Um, Jive does. And Sony only became part of R. Kelly when Jive left BMG and signed with Sony. So, so CBS, um, I mean, yeah, um, Sony, CBS never had access to R. Kelly's catalog. And it's good morning, Slack Fortune. And it's unfortunate that guys like Umar Johnson say shit that make me do this. Warning. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Bullshitter alert. Warning. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Bullshitter alert. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Janet, the reason why he can own what he owns is because he wrote it. Once you write something, you are automatically the publisher. Good morning, Universal Black Roster. The only time you're no longer the publisher is if you sign a contract assigning your writing to someone else. Otherwise, if there's no contract that exists, if somebody takes your music, your song, anything that's yours, and they release it, they're violating your copyright. And a true copyright violation starts at $150,000, and then it goes up from there unless it's negotiated. So um, R. Kelly, as a writer, owned everything until he signed a publishing deal. When he signed a publishing deal with, um, good morning, Mr. Daz, with, with BMG, they gave him an advance. And then they, they, and they administered his publishing. And if he did a 50-50 publishing deal, they own 50% of the publishing. He owned 50% of the publishing. They administered the publishing, which means that they, could, they collect all the money. He would own 100% of the writing. So what it means, in essence, is that for every dollar he generated, he got to hold on to 75 cents. They held on to 25 cents. If he signed over 100% of his publishing, that means Bertelsmann Management Group out of um, Germany is BMG. If he signed over 100% of his publishing, he would own 100% of the writing. They would own 100% of the publishing. They would own the administration, and they would give him 50 cents of every dollar that he generated. If they gave him a million dollars, his million dollars would be deducted out of his 50 cents or his 75 cents. And once he paid that back, 
then they split the money 75, 25, or 50, 50. If it was a co-publishing or administration deal, they would administer the publishing for somewhere between 15% and 25%, which would give them anywhere from 7.5 to 12 cents on every dollar. And when that administration deal ends, 100% comes to him. There's only seven types of publishing deals that exist, okay? So when, when I hear people talk about this stuff, that don't know what they're talking about, I got to say, you know what the fuck you're talking about. And a lot of these people bullshit you guys because they don't know what they're talking about. This is the business I'm in. Good morning, Mary. I hope you had a good Christmas. Good morning. I hope you had a good Christmas as well. I did. Thank you. I did. Um, good morning, um, Vital addict. Um, and let me see, what's this last one? Um, um, what is this last one? I just, I, I trip out that um, Dr. Umar is able to say these things. And, and this is, oh, this is on Chicago. Um, good morning, Ronnie Abner. He's like a boy that cried wolf. Um, he'll cause mass hysteria only to find out it was a bullshit alert. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. And the fact of the migrant situation in Chicago and New York is being led by the federal government. They're spearheading this to basically erase black people politically. Chicago has the only predominantly black U.S. congressional uh, district in the entire country. That's why Obama had a lane. Carol Mosley Braun had a lane. Most of the modern black senators they've only had a handful that came from Chicago because y'all have the only predominantly black U.S. congressional district. So they want to switch that out for Latinos. That's why they're here, to replace us politically. I suspect that at some future point in time, if they're not already doing it, they want to fast-track the migrants in Chicago and New York to full citizenship so they can vote. And I wouldn't be surprised if they'll be eligible to vote in time for next November presidential election. This is a purge of black by brown, and this is a takeover because Chicago and New York are our two uh, strongest and largest black communities and black consciousness communities. So they want to block that out. The strategy is if we can take New York and take Chicago, the rest of black America doesn't stand a chance. Okay. So, 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 and so black folks jump on this and say, yeah, that's right. I, let, me, let me explain something to you guys. If black folks simply voted at the percentage that they are, that the eligible voters um, that they are in this, in this country, I don't care how much purging they did, we would win because, of our, because we're eligible voters. But if you go, don't, don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for this. If you go and research voting in Chicago, blacks voted somewhere between 25 and 29%. That means we're leaving 71 to 75% of our voting power on the table. White make up a smaller percentage 
of black and brown in Chicago, yet they make up a larger percentage of voters. Can you imagine that? So, you know, we are purging us. We, we, we don't have to worry about people killing us. We talk about how white people kill us. We don't have to worry about white people killing us. We're killing us. But this is, what, this is the fear-mongering among black people that has me nervous because as soon as we hear these things, we fall right in line with them. That's right. That brother's speaking the truth. More, more truth been, no more truth been spoken than that. And um, let me say this to you guys. Warning. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Bullshitter alert. Warning. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Bullshitter alert. Warning. Bullshitter alert. Um, Rodney Abernathy said, bottom line, our voting block is large enough to change the narrative nationwide. We just refuse to vote. It's ridiculous. Yet we are the first to complain. I'm just saying that, Jay, you know. Uh huh. I forgot that. I forgot all about him. I hadn't heard that name in a, in a while. I, I didn't even know he was still out here and people were still kind of listening to him that much. I mean, he, yeah, he's all he over used to be a bigger name back in the day, but he was unhinged a bit. He would go online and challenge people to fights and start cursing. I mean, it was just it was crazy. So I, I didn't know that people were still – I didn't know he was still a thing. I remember when yeah. he was starting his school and he used to say, yeah, I want the kids to come stay at the school. Why would I want them to stay with y'all raggedy parents and all this kind of stuff? Y'all don't get to have y'all kids and all this kind of weird stuff. I'm like – Yo, dude, like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it, it was crazy. So I didn't know he was still a thing. I, I hadn't heard the name in many years, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's still a thing. Jay, off topic a little bit. If Reese killed someone, would you turn his ass in? Um, if Reese killed someone, would I turn his ass? It's according to who we killed, John Beckman. According to who we killed. If I, I, I let me just say this. It ain't my business to get nobody else's business. Uh, I breathe really good because I keep my nose on my face. But there's a lot of you motherfuckers who don't breathe too good. You have a hard time breathing. Sometimes you need oxygen because your nose is in other people's business and not on your face. So I really, I do a good job of keeping my nose on my face and out of other people's business. So if Reese kills somebody, uh, it will be Reese's uh, situation to deal with. One thing he could rest assured of, if somebody said, man, Jay King, he said, that's a motherfucking lie. I know Jay. He is going to keep his nose on his, that motherfucker like breathing good. I told you guys we were going to talk about the, um, the history of the electric vehicle. But before we do, I want to talk about water because water is a thing now. And um, we talk about uh, being out of water, you know, like our water supply. But there's a brother. We are out of water. 
So when we, so when that battery stopped working, and Reese came on one day and was talking about how much a battery costs for a car, and I was like, bullshit, that's not real. It's true. Once the battery stopped working, the battery becomes the most valuable part of the car. So you got to, so the car could be in perfect condition except for the battery. And the battery might cost you fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Good morning, Celeste. Grove. So if you got a car that can run from water that is made from thin air, um, then guess what? That now it has no uh, uh, pollutant, no pollutants in it. Why are we using that car? We talk about we talk about greenhouse gases and and um, um, global warming. Why are we using things that um, that aren't dangerous like that? And when we start talking about electric cars, people think we talked about it, that the electric cars started in the late 1900s, early 2000s. Electric cars have been around since 1830. They've been working on the electric cars since 1830. The world's first electric vehicles predate gasoline-powered cars, with experimental prototypes emerging in Hungary, the Netherlands, and the U.K. around the 1830s. The first practical EV is often considered to be American inventor William Morrison's vehicle from around 1890. Modern EVs emerged in the late 20th century in response to the 1973 oil crisis and growing climate concerns, starting with the Toyota Prius in 1997. The 2000s marked the reemergence and development of hybrid vehicles, building to the launch of the first mass market EV in 2010 with the Nissan Leaf. Since then, the electric car market markets have seen exponential growth as sales exceed 10 million in 2022. And electric cars now represent one in seven vehicles sold globally. As the world seeks to transition to a sustainable future and governments around the world ban the sale of internal combustion vehicles, the future looks bright for electric mobility. WHCL Radio said um, they have the technology to make tires that won't wear out, but to the market, but to market that will crash the whole industry. Good morning, Tori. Good morning, Tirza. John Beckman said, never in my life will I own an electric-only car. Never. Don't say never, John, because you sound like an old, out-of-date man when you, when you do that. And you probably never will because you'll probably die before you do it, because you will be an old, out-of-date man. So if you want to be, if you want to, and I, I hear a lot of people that are old, antiquated, and out-of-date that won't be able to function in the new world because they don't want to change. And a lot of human beings, they don't, they, they have a hard time changing. And that's, that's how you continue. That's how you grow. That's how, that's how you're able to sustain it. You've got to be able to change. If you do the same thing over and over again, tough darts. The surprisingly long history 
of electric cars. Go ahead. What were you going to say, um, uh, Potter? No, I was going to say that electric vehicles, I mean, for a lot of people, they're just not there yet, technically. Like, in Canada, in Alberta, <laughs> where it gets really, really cold, um, it drained their batteries. Like, they, they couldn't keep a charge. When it gets below a certain temperature, it doesn't really work for them that much. So there's still some some, some improvements left. So I'll just tell Beckman he's got a few years left. That they will work out the kinks sooner or later. Again. Good point. Uh, I will never use an intern, internet, John. <laughs> Undeniable truth, not all change is good, says Reese. After Obama was elected, I have chosen to never uh, use never again. Um, uh, whether it's good or not, uh, Reese, change happens. Just like, um, well, look at that. Lucky Witherspoon just brought me, let's drop this off at my front door. I told him I wanted a sign. He didn't get a sign from me. I did. Uh, thank you, Lucky. That's the sign. This sign played for the Los Angeles Rams doing really good this year. Um, that's, that's King Potter's phone. That's Potter's phone. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a comedian hold. Okay. I don't know why you guys come on this show and do this to me. Y'all know. I'm funky. I ain't about shit like that. That's why I put his ass on you. I never said it wasn't inevitable. I said not all change is good. Um, I know Reese. So this morning, me, Reese, and Keone, uh, me, Reese, Keone, John Beckman, and Yusuf Kente are part of this thread. And um, so they start early in the morning. And let me go back to where this thing started. Um, so, um, uh, Reese, oh, God, this is, this is long as I thought it was. Um, wow, oh, it's been going on for this whole time. Just know the part that got the most, the party that got the most votes in history 81 million for the candidate, Biden, is now attempting to remove the man he beat, Trump, from ballots across the country. If your case is solid, you should have no problem beating him again. So what gives? So then um, this morning, Keone sends uh, this thing. Let me see if he's off. Um, Keone sends this thing, put his ass in jail. So um, let me find put his ass in jail, and then I'm going to play this for you guys. And But when Keone sent, put his ass in jail, um, what it started was a, a litany of responses uh, between um, between he and Keone, and uh, of course, I was um, I was somewhere in the middle there because I was on the thread. I gotta find it. 
That's not that's clever jokes. Let me find it. Put his ass in jail. Did I put put his ass in jail? Put his ass in jail. Let me see. Let me see if I did put his ass in jail. No, it's amazing how many people these days no longer want fairness. Like people don't believe in that anymore. Um, it's amazing. Thank you, thank you, Lucky. Thank you. Uh, Lucky Witherspoon is going to be record of the record of the month uh, in January. So when it is, I'll let you guys know. I'm trying to find. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe business, black voters, shocking low turnout. Damn it, where is, let me, I, well, I'll do it like this right now. Um, because I want you guys to hear this, and then we're going to talk about it. Because uh, that threat was nothing more than a black-on-black crime before John Beckman. <laughs> uh, John Beckman. Uh, the, the, the crime that you guys commit on each other, John, is, is what's frightening. Uh, that white-on-white white crime is something else, because it's dangerous. analysis that I can give you at this point on this situation with Trump and his attacks on the judges. Put his ass in jail. Mm. That's how you end it. That's how it stops. Now, yeah, people will be mad and they'll be upset. But there is no other person on this planet, and certainly not in this country, who would be, would be given the kind of grace that Donald Trump has been given to run his mouth the way he has, attacking the clerk, attacking the judges, attacking the prosecutors personally, threatening them. We've shown the evidence when he does that, how his base responds. So if he wants to continue in this vein, then use the system the way the system would be used against all of us on this show right now. Because you know damn well as any one of us said half of what Donald Trump has said, we would not be on air tonight. We would be in a jail cell. I'm just going to use my best analysis that I So that's what, that's what Keone said. And he said, I put his ass in jail. I love that comment. So then Reese said, Fuck that commie, sell out, soft shoe, step and fetch nigger. Lock up some lock up someone for their speech shows. You how fucking foreign niggas have been sold on progressive bitch wave of liberal faggots. If those leftists told him the only way to prove that he wasn't a Republican was to get on his knees and suck a dick, he'd do it. These so called reasonable people Keep talking about a fucking cult while your fucking kids are cutting off their dicks because they feel like a woman. Fuck all these Nazi faggots. I think that was the eggnog. That was what he said. <laughs> and then, and, uh, and good morning, um, Mr. Rusty and um, I'm better liar. I think that's how you say it. And then Reese said, now for the regular people 
who care if evidence is not allowed into trial, and what does and what does that do to the case? So then Reese sent over um, audio from um, from Ruby from uh, uh, the girl uh, Ruby, whatever her name is from. So then he sends this. Okay. So it, it's a part of something that says that the, the vote is really low. You can't, you don't really know what they're talking about, but, but, and then he says, apparently the judge won't allow any of this into the courtroom. Ruby Freeman is guilty as fuck. It's unreal that she's still walking the streets. So I said, so Reese, have you done your diligence on this matter? Or are you just finding writings that bolster your position, like you say Keone is doing? So he said, I just sent you actual audio of Ruby Freeman talking about doing what the media said Rudy Giuliani was lying about. It wasn't allowed in court. And now you're saying I'm promoting evidence favorable to my opinion? Why do I waste my time? You people are not honest brokers in this discussion at all. Now, um, so because it's hard to be an honest broker in a discussion that isn't, um, that you don't even know what the discussion is about. So Reese had made it about what he wants it to be about. I don't know how to, I don't know where the discussion starts because it's starting in the middle of a discussion, so I don't know what they're talking about. So then Professor Keone says, Reese, I just share what true Americans, Republicans, and conservatives feel about a man who's really not a true Republican that has poisoned their party. These red coats have the right to express their professional thoughts as well. They, too, have the right to free speech without threatening the life of those they disagree with. You might want to tell your shitty, stinky, diaper-wearing daddy Trump that he doesn't have the right to make threats at or towards those he disagrees with. Um, Mark Pilato said, if not Biden or Trump, then who? I believe we need younger candidates who are able to bring us together, not apart. We need better candidates who represent us all, really. Mark, I don't disagree with you. The problem is um, we don't have those candidates. We have the candidates we have, and that's what we choose from. And then Keone says, I'm just sharing. Reese says, Keone, progressives will have you dating trannies to prove your loyalty in short order. Mark my words. See? See you in the funny papers. So Keone says, so Reese, if, and that's a huge if, the audio you shared this morning of Ruby Freeman supposedly committing voter fraud was not allowed in court. My question to you is, why wasn't 
this so-called evidence allowed in court for the jurors to hear. And then uh, Reese says, look, J. King, you don't believe the election was stolen, so you look up media to support that claim. I do the same. The important part is, are you even reading both sides? I can read USA Today's fact check on the subject, but does that mean it's fact, not particularly? USA Today fact checked a laptop, too. They've since removed the moniker of false from their story. The fact part is they did it in the middle of the night, so no one would notice. Keone, not all evidence is allowed in court at the discretion of the judge. That's why we have an appellate court. That's why Ruby is being is appealing the verdict. No media is absolute. So Keone said, again, why wasn't it allowed in the court by that judge? Ruby had the right to take the stand to and defend his position. Now he wants to appeal after losing big. Go figure, nigger. So I said, no, sir, Reese, you are incorrect. I believe there's fraud in most, if not all, of the elections. However, I also know there are few outlets that are neutral. You, my friend, never use outlets that are that, and neither does Keone. And then he starts shooting these, all these fact-check things like he, because he found them and he, and he used them there, but doesn't mean he used them. And then we says, it's not our fault. The media is no longer neutral. And if there are neutral media outlets, let us in on them. Who are you talking about? So I said, what does this mean? You presented false facts on, on, Georgia, on the Georgia matter that was easily proven. You know what I'm talking about. I'm getting prepared for Kings in the morning. You can continue arguing with yourself like Kathy Bates. I'm thankful misery isn't on me like it is on you. And then Keone said, both of you niggas, my outlets are more accurate with their dissemination of information than you two Negroes are putting out there. Both of you guys believe Trump was going to win in 2020. Both of you Negroes were wrong. Reese, you believe Trump wouldn't even be charged for any wrongdoing. Now, 91 charges later, you're so far off, Reese, it's ridiculous. Reese says, actually, Jay, I didn't. But that is another time in Georgia. I just wanted to know who the unbiased media was. That's all. I did not drag you into this. Keone did. I was responding to him. You jumped in like Captain Saber, nigga. And now you're blaming me for your knee-jerk reaction to anything I say. You're fucking obsessed with debating me. You couldn't help yourself. I said, Keone, not only did I not think Trump would win, I was clear that when he didn't do the second debate and opted for a town hall, it would be the death of him. That being said, you, my friend, like Reese, only cite liberal-leaning sites when it comes to your Trump news. You believe Trump will be convicted and imprisoned based on those leanings. I don't because I understand the game and this system. You believe he will be broke. I don't 
because of my understanding, we will see who and what is right sooner than later. Reese said, I can't trust a motherfucker who can't spell Negroes. I fucking dropped out of school, and this dude went to college. I think you motherfuckers just went. Well, ain't learned a damn thing in that building. <laughs> so I laughed because Keone did go to college, and he did spell Negroes wrong. So then Keone said, I can't trust a black man, by all appearances, who thinks and believes he's a white man and ones whose sole existence is to hate that brown skin that's wrapped around his body and to placate the white man. Keep hating your skin, color boy. And then Reese said, you must be some alien. I bet the whole reason you can't get off the ground is because of your antipathy for the white man. Working so fucking hard to show off how black you are, how authentic you are, living in the glory of niggerdom, looking down your nose on the mainstreamers as sellouts and coons, while you stay noble on your perch of sanctimonious poverty and virtue. I will never let my color define me, nor will I ever let those who attack my color as a means to shame or pigeonhole me, calling me a wannabe whitest based on so much reality as men who say they're women. You use that trope to denigrate, but it's really based on the inability to have a cognitive discussion on reason and accountability. You get mad and your frustration reveals itself. Your emotions betray you. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Obi-Wan. I'm sorry. Don't you? I'm sorry. I mean, that's now Reese is talking to me. I'm sorry. Don't you have a show to prepare for? What are you still doing here? Checking for fireworks, are we? I said, um, I'm in a thread that requires popcorn. Mine is buttered. And then, um, <laughs> and then Keone said, that's hilarious, Reese. For the record, I don't hate white men. I only hate those white men who hate or dislike black men because of their black. I really don't like black men who, on one hand, constantly criticize black folks as a monolith and praise whites as holy and thou. Ring a bell, Reesey boy? If not, you're not really paying attention to what you're putting out there in the sphere. Or you are paying attention, but that black man really fucked you up back in the day. Either way, it really comes across as you hating black people, and that includes yourself idiot. This isn't the first time you've heard this, and it won't be the last time, either. And then, um, and then I, um, did some emojis. And then John Beckman said, I'm just here to spell check other stakes. And then Jeff Carlin said, 
I get fly butter on popcorn. And then reset. You seem like me, overwhelmed by my words, but noticeably silent on actual deeds that denigrate the sacred cow. It's like when the gays attack the Catholic Church over gay marriage, but ignore the mosque, because Muslims toss the gays off buildings. You can't condemn real self-hatred, so you impose such monikers on me to assuage your guilt. If you really don't like men like me, you must be a tad bit missed about the true destroyers of the sacred, yet nothing. I don't give a flying fuck what you don't like. I'm not here for your praises, accolades, or fandom. I don't bow to tyrants who compel my speech. I really don't like black men who, on one hand, constantly criticize black folks. A monolith and praise whites. Holy thou. Ring a bell? John Beckman said, I'm thinking, oh, holy must be a real bitch. And then the says, you, you, like others, fall back on old tropes because they distract you from your obvious weakness of the issue. It's called ad hominem fallacy or ad hominem is an attempt to discredit someone's argument by personally attacking them instead of discussing the argument itself. Criticism is directed towards the opponent's character, which is irrelevant. Watch how many times it happens in the next exciting episode of Kings in the Morning. And then Keone said, Reese, you start the personal attacks. And then you start screaming like a little bitch when you're personally attacked. You are too funny, boy. And then Reese said, yes, Keone, I am a boy. Am I missing something? You seem to be overexpressing my gender. No, I'm not questioning your gender. I'm referring to you being the white man's boy, that boy. Oh, so when convenient, you resort to the white man's ways. I get it now. So you interchange now? I'm black when you call me boy. I'm a wannabe white on the other days. You're precious. And um, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was that was what I woke up to this morning. You at this point on this situation? Everybody's watching. He understands. What'd you say? That was idiotic going between those two, but what else would we expect? <laughs> I, I hear I, another another large another large yeah, professor went to college. Did he ever graduate? You give Mark Meadows immunity unless the evidence he has is unimpeachable. Oh yeah, and I, I, I'm just going to use my. Everybody's watching me to understand. Okay, I got it. What did you say? Go ahead. What are you saying? What are you saying? Um. No, I was asking you. I know, I, I know the large professor went to college. Did he ever graduate? Anybody Apparently know? not, because the word Negroes escaped him while he was in English 101. I know. He, he, also, went to, he, did, he, he also did not understand that there's only one L in holy. 
two L's makes it Holly, a woman's name. <laughs> well, I wonder, I wonder, does J. King grow from all this? Because if he's seeing that the dude can't spell Negro, and he's going to continue to continue to read his comments that I'm retarded in 2024, that lets you know J. King has not grown. By the way, I mean, look, like I said, I'm I'm reading from the thread. I'm just oh, there it is. He signed it right there. Oh wow. Okay, it's right there where he signed it. Perfect. I got to get my my show. So um, let me just say this. Beautiful. Um, um, what's that boy's name? Brother Reverend Ali. I have to read the thread. So yeah, understood whether whether it's whether it's read whether it's written properly or not, I still have to read it so people can understand what was taking place. That's not what I asked you though. That's not what I asked you though. So you 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 detouring away, Jaking. What did you ask me? I said now that you you laughed because you said just now that you read something that Keone wrote Negro, he didn't spell right, and Keone went to college and Reese didn't, and you said you agreed because that's what he said, and you laughed about it. Okay? So I'm asking you, so I'm asking you, now that you know that he didn't spell it right and he went to college, do you grow from that? Because in 2024, I'm hoping that you don't continue to read comments that he says about me being retarded when you got mm-hmm. valid proof well, well, will, that he well, can't well, spell. Let me, just, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm, why your dumb ass is on mute. Pinocchio. Um, yes, I will continue to read his comments, and I will read them correctly because I know what he meant. I know sometimes when people are t- writing – that they might put different letters and different words in different places, and but I know what they meant. So this isn't about making you feel better about whether he calls you retarded or not. This is about moving the show along properly. So I so and I know that sometimes people can um, text messaging sometimes correct it. Sometimes people misspell because they're moving around. Professor Keone said sometimes. When you're walking and texting, a word is misspelled. It happens. It's not like you're No, it don't, J. King. It doesn't happen at all. What happens is people don't read what they're finna post, and to me that's stupid. If you're going to send something you want to be understood, I, then you need I to make sure that your spelling is correct. I forgive the misspelling. I'm literally just poking the bear on the misspelling. I forgive the misspelling. Reese, but Pinocchio's mad, Reese. No, I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad at all. I'm just saying I just know stupidity when I see it. I don't send shit that's going to make me be misunderstood if I haven't read what I'm going to post first. That's all I'm saying. If you want to tune into the third hour of power, you can call 515-605-9376, 515-605-9376, or you can go to thejkingnetwork.com thejkingnetwork.com and you can listen to the show you can get in the chat room if you want to speak you press the number one when you call in and yes um yes ali everyone doesn't proofread is what uh tim watson mm-hmm. said five people misspelled because they're moving around professor he only said sometime when you're walking and texting or oh, is misspelled it happens it's not like your brain no adult 
joking here. I don't think the uh, nigga was walking and moving around. My name is Jay King. Yeah, with by ben the way. Johnny Grabpack. My name is Yusef Kente, Brother Reverend Ali, Simi Braxton, Reese on the radio, uh, Big Fred, Snitchy Smurf, uh, Six Eyes, uh, Mary Hopkins, and Potter telling you to get busy living because you're going to have enough time dying. John Beckman just joined in. Get ready for the third hour of power. It is going to be what it is. Okay, King Network, where the people come together. Okay, King Network, where the people come together. That's why I was making fun of the whole misspelling nonsense because the misspelling nonsense is nonsense. I still want to know who the hell Holly is. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I I shit on the whole idea that the motherfuckers is running around talking about I went to college. But, again, the interpretation of the word went is like I went down the block. doesn't mean I actually did anything when I got there. Um, and that's what I kind of believe. All these people talking about I graduated from high school, and then you kind of look at their reading and comprehension skills. Um, you kind of go, hmm, I wonder if somebody was socially graduated. But, you know, that's not me. I would know. I dropped out. Um, by the way, the word was assuage, not assuaged. Yeah. Um, assuaged one's guilt. And I learned I that word from I reading a book I called – I understood that word. Yeah, I, I, I read that. I learned that word for reading a book called To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, so assuaged is the word. Look it up. Um, acrimony is another word. I threw in a lot of $10 words in that diatribe going back and forth. You know, the ninth grade dropout, you know, the motherfucker who's only limited by a ninth grade education. Who spent the and rest Reece, of his just life? Because, Reece, just because you use, just because you use big words, don't make you shit, nigga. You just use some big words. You look up some words. You, anybody can do that. Anybody can go and look no, at words no, that they no, want Jay. to use. So, Jay, it was very so Ivy League-like. I know, and, very... and that's why your dumb ass is on mute with him. You two motherfuckers <laughs> can be Ivy League. Go be Ivy League. At, 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 so just because you use big fucking words, don't mean y'all that, that he did some shit. So fucking what? You still just the shit you still do and say is dumb as a motherfucker. Shit. Okay, are you done having a fit? (laughs) Are you done having a fucking fit? No, but nobody was talking about you. Got a question? Hold on. No, no. Nobody was talking about you. I'm just saying. You you, use it. Don't matter. You you, because you you use. Why are you angry? When no one's talking about you. 
I'm not care because you talk, because you try what to do you mean make you don't me, care? Because, I'm not talking about you. There's nothing to take personal. Hey, I'm Jay, not taking it personal. Then what do you, you put and, me on mute you, for? Because you come in here like you're above everybody. Oh, so you're defending yeah. others. Captain Save a nigga. Uh, it's supposed to be Captain. Hey, Jay, I thought you kept your nose on your own fucking face. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no you I, said you breathe better than everybody because you keep yeah. your nose on your own fucking face. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I, my what nose happened? is on my face. This is, then this keep is it my there. show. You, I'm going to stay out of it. Okay, I, I Thank you. I only call him. Thank I, you. Just have a fucking Holly ounce is, of integrity. That's I, it. I, I still, tell I still Mark, think Holly's a bitch out there. Who the hell is all I'm saying That's is all I want to know. have an ounce of integrity. If you say you mind your business, mind your business. This shit had nothing to do with you. It's like Jay, it's like we said earlier, Jay. I thought you were preparing for your show. Yeah, exactly. I thought why you were still... preparing for the shit. You back over here monitoring the shit I say. That's why your dumb ass is on mute, John Beckman, because you always uh, I'm dick jerking. So, <laughs> so I hope you do it all on your face. <laughs> oh my God! Now, now again, you see my point. See now you react because they're talking about you. I get it now, but other other shit, stay away from that. <laughs> oh, you can't man. tell us on one that I mind my own business. Hey, hey, Reese, can you update me on something? Well, yeah, Since sure. You're a political animal here. What happened with this whole Colorado? I heard something briefly about. Look, where is that now? The Colorado Supreme Court put a, you know, pretty much had a, deci- a decision to make whether or not, based upon their interpretation of an insurrection, right? If they they had a hearing where there was no witnesses and no, pretty much no indictment on Donald Trump, but they held a hearing for five days to determine whether or not what took place on January 6, 2021, was indeed an insurrection. They voted on that decision, and of course, it went down party lines. But because Colorado was a four to three a majority of Democrats versus Republicans, they voted no, no, on no, party okay. lines. Uh, Reese, time out, time out. Yep. All seven, all seven are Democrats. Oh, that's right. I apologize. That is right. I apologize. Yes, it did not. I apologize. You're 100%. They are all Democrats. Anyway, it voted four four to three on the Supreme Court uh, that they would, in other words, upheld that he did indeed commit an insurrection without a trial, and therefore he was ineligible based on the 14th Amendment to be on a ballot in the primary and the general. And they even marked down inside their decision on page nine that, of course, this ruling can be overturned in a higher court. So they, they protected themselves because then they don't look so embarrassed by saying, you know, in essence, they, they broke um, Donald Trump's due process in, in essence, convicting him of a crime that he was never charged or tried for. Yeah, I, I was wondering because I, had, I never heard that he was convicted of anything. Yeah, exactly. And you never will. No one is. He wasn't convicted because no one has ever been charged with that. Exactly. So the objective is, first you charge the individuals who physically took took um, action in an insurrection, right? So you take Bob Smith 
and Joe Schmo, and you say, these people are criminally charged with an insurrection, find them guilty, so therefore you have insurrectionists. You then indict Donald Trump based upon those indictments, right, and those charges. Bob Smith, Joe Schmo were both charged for insurrection. Donald Trump is the impetus of said insurrection. Nobody so far out of all the convictions has been charged or found guilty of the charge of insurrection. There was no charges of insurrection. Conspiracy to commit sedition or seditious conspiracy? Yes. But Donald Trump hasn't been charged with sedition either. So how do you charge a guy with inciting an insurrection nobody's been charged with inciting, right? Or the, so they, or the they knew that this wasn't, so yeah. wasn't going to stand up. Hold up. It's like they charging – listen, it's like charging Joe Schmo and Bob Smith with murder, right? Oh, no, I apologize. With uh, uh, aggravated assault. And because Brian Sicknick died a day later of a stroke, charging Donald Trump with murder. I think, you understand? There is no word. He was never hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Right. There is no murder. So you're charging him with the higher crime, even though you've charged no one with actually committing the lower one. I mean, and no one lower than him committing the crime. So he incited something no one's been charged with. You can't do that. And, and let me say this. This is what's disturbing on both sides of the aisle, and just everybody in particular. It just seems as though more and more that people really don't care what's true or not. Like no, they went over not. the whole thing with Umar, with Umar Johnson. Um, it's just like people just don't care anymore. Um, when we look at what, you know, Keone is saying, just, you know, just lock them up. It doesn't matter. Just lock them up. We don't, we don't care. It doesn't have to be right. And it's just, it, it's funny because nobody wants anything fair anymore. It's almost like on both sides, the whole Potter, American I went over today. Today, Potter, I went over. Nobody believes in it anymore. On today, I'm, today, I'm on WTIC. I'm going to go over eight years of major news stories that the legacy media got wrong. And we're not talking about man bites dog stories. We're talking about consequential events that the media told us was absolutely true. And if you pushed back on it, you were conspiracy theorists. Right? We're talking about major monumental stories that was breaking news, stop the presses type shit that ended up at the end of the day being irrefutably wrong, right? 100%. Yeah, but, but you know what's you know what disturbing? It's not that the stories are incorrect. It's that uh, no, even if they are incorrect, even if they're proven incorrect, people still want to believe it anyway. It doesn't make a difference. Right. And that's, but it again, that's my whole point. And that's and, why I said, and, uh, and I said if you, got, if you have all of these stories, that the media was in essence, they were, they were destroying people's lives if they pushed back on it, right? If you pushed back on it, they went after you. They went out to destroy you. And it turned out to be provably true what, what, what people were rebuffing. My point is this. Now all of a sudden people are telling me, and this is my argument about the 2020 election, you got everything wrong for eight years, but you got this one right. Without, like, it's irrefutable that the 2020 election wasn't stolen because you've been right about everything since. 
And you weren't. You weren't. The, the yeah, vaccine yeah. was I, supposed I just, to have 99% efficacy. In less than a year, it was down to 35. No one batted an eye. Well, I, I think, like I said, it's, it's disturbing because people now want to be right. And even when they know they're wrong, they just declare that they're right. Mm-hmm. Even when they know it's wrong. And then nobody cares anymore. Yeah, they just walk away. Like nobody cares about No harm, no foul. Anymore. It just seems like, you know, yep. so they can listen to what they played on with Umar Johnson. And then they can still come out and say, well, no, he was right, even though they proved that he was wrong on the big so, I, I don't know. I don't even know if truth matters anymore. But that's okay, though. See, here's the thing. Here's, here's the whole thing, right? It should be, we spent the lifetime of it being okay for people to be absolute nut jobs on certain stories. Even though we called people crazy for believing that Elvis was still alive, we didn't tell them they needed to be put in a rubber room for it, right? We didn't start pulling people off the streets and saying they should be in jail for misinformation. People believe Tupac and Biggie were still alive living in Cuba. What did we do to those people? We were like, ah, okay, buddy, whatever, and we moved on, right? Now when you question a media who we know is provably lying to us, if we question them, now people want to come up with a government agency called the Disinformation Governance Board. Does anybody here believe the government when they say something? Yes. Yes. Yes, they do. And anybody who tells you that they don't is lying on this. I know that I can at least find five people who believe that what the government says is telling the truth. Always. Okay. And always. Here's my philosophy. I don't believe the government when they say anything. So opposite of when you're, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty, I hold the government to being guilty until proven innocent. That's my philosophy as far as it comes to government. So when somebody says, like Keone says, oh, there's no proof that the, the election was stolen, but there's no proof that there, it wasn't by the yeah, government. exactly. Well, I, you heard the question I asked, John, right? We were so the told government is guilty that the of 20... Bank reparations. Hold on. The government told us every day after the November election, that this was the most secure election in history. Exactly. With ballot boxes in the middle of the street that no one was guarding. This was the most secure election in election history. And one question gets asked, and no one has the fucking guts to push back on it when I ask. In fact, they run for the fucking mountains. Not the hills, the mountains, to get away from the question. If this was the most secure election in election history, which was the least secure? Right. And, prove, and prove it to me. And prove they it. they can. Exactly. And everyone goes, well, I, that, people know. I'm like, no, nigga, you fucking repeat that line. What are you repeating well, it for if you don't know? Trump, you can find Donald Trump saying this is the most important. No, he didn't. No, he and did not. Oh, my God. Donald Trump warned in 2018 that Democrats were looking – no, sorry, 2019, after – 2020, I should say, at at the beginning of COVID. He said said the Democrats are going to use the COVID-19 as a means to steal the election. Even even, – what was was it? Um, No, I apologize. That was 2016. 
he said that they were going to use they, they were going to try to steal the election in 2016. Hold on, I think I think Yusef might be Yusef. You said that Donald Trump said that this is the most important election, right? Isn't that what you said? Well, every every candidate says yeah, every, every, every election. That's what Donald Trump. I think that's what said. Yusef said. Yeah, oh, yeah, and most I, important, I mean, no, every correct. president says yeah, that. That's, that's cool. In fact, even Joe, Joe Biden said, or you Joe Biden said, this is the most important election because it's going to protect democracy. That's right. Joe Biden said, Joe Biden said that this election was for the soul. Joe Biden said that this election was for the soul of the nation. And that any, and, and anything less than his election would destroy our democracy, which, again, the part that makes me laugh about all of that is, is that idiots who repeat the term democracy in this country, we are not, never have We're been, and you couldn't, find, you couldn't find one fucking word of democracy in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, or in any one of our laws. We're not a democracy. Venezuela is a fucking democracy, Okay. By comparison, we are not right. a democracy. We do they're not rule saying, by mob rule. Ukraine is a democracy. Yeah, then. exactly. Ukraine is, is the most corrupt country out there right now. Yeah, people who use the word democracy when they talk about it. And guess what? Your news media every day, and I know you're listening because I know you watch them. Everybody on the news media from MSNBC to CNN to NBC, ABC, they say, what, how are these threats to our democracy? And not one person pushes back and go, what are you talking about? We're not a democracy. There is no such thing in the United States. We're not a fucking democracy. So there can be no threats to it. We, and what that is, it's a play on words. We have two parties, a Democratic Party and a Republican Party. It's simply a play on words. Democratic is supposed to mean democracy, in their opinion. Yeah. And Republicans are supposed to be a republic. Yeah. So, again, a constitutional republic means, and it always has meant, that we are represented. Represented. Not, we don't have mob rule here. By the written words of the Constitution. Yeah. Just like people always like to promote that, that separation of church and state. And I go, that's in the Constitution? They go, yeah. And I go, where? Where? There is no such thing. The only thing that, that even talks about religion in the Constitution is Congress shall make no laws based on a single religion. That's it. There's no separation of church and state. Because we wouldn't have in God we pr- trust on fucking government buildings if there were a separation of them. Right, or the Ten Commandments. Remember, they yeah. took the Ten Commandments out. Yeah. So again, this is Civics 101. So this again, where Jay King jumps in, you high school graduates and some college-going people well, well, should read, know better. Read. Ninth grade dropout. It, it's... <laughs> It's the legislatures. It's, that's where the separation is. I mean, they can make no laws, right? So, yeah. In other words, the they can make. In other words, you can't have Ramadan as a law. You right, can't right, have exactly. So that's Lent where that's as where, a law. So when people, so when people say separation of church and state, they're talking about or should be talking about the legislator. Right. But guess what they mean? Of the guess what they mean? So that, they mean no prayer in schools. 
And again, well, so, that's not that's not protected by the Constitution. Yeah, you can have prayer in school. Do they even allow the Pledge Listen. of Allegiance anymore in school? No, and some people don't. Listen, but guess don't. what? Not only can you have prayer in school, guess what? The, guess what you'll be cited for if you don't do this in school? Imagine a Muslim student in high school who was not allowed to pray. Hold on, let's back up, Reese. So there is a separation between church and state. No, there isn't. No, there, there isn't. There is. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, it isn't. <laughs> You're not listening. Separation the only separation between church and state is churches don't pay taxes. Yeah. Separation of church and state means, again, Congress. Okay, probably, by the way, separation of church and state means that church cannot be involved in politics, and that is absolutely unfathomably true. Uh, And it cannot be... It cannot be legislated. So that's part right, of right. That's Again, Congress. That's, so unless that's you're a the Catholic separation between church and Congress. Like they can't, okay, hold they on. can't act In other words, so no, no, no laws, no laws can be made based on religious doctrine. However, you swear on no, a Bible to a no law can finish, be made to restrict the expression of religion. Yeah, that's true as so well. No, no, that's true so, as well. So that's why I'm saying that there is a separation. No, sir. No, that right? means that so religion say, is protected. So that means that listen, protection. Listen, that means religion has protection in our government. The Constitution is a public document. Yeah, it's not a private it means, document. It's a public yeah, no, document. It's a public document. It's a, it's a document, document that you're not understanding what I'm saying. To restrict. No, no. no. Restrict what? Government for encroaching on private. Thank you. That's 100% right. right. Now, the separation of church and state means, right, is that, first of all, what, what they're saying is that the Congress, I mean, sorry, not Congress, I apologize. Church and state means that there shouldn't be any religion in public square, right? In public, sorry, I should say public square owned by the government. So we shouldn't have the Ten Commandments. That's their argument. We shouldn't have the Ten Commandments in a criminal court building or a judicial building of any sort. But again, that's not what the Constitution allows. You can have church anywhere you want. Proof of that is imagine a Muslim student in school at 3 p.m. wishing to pray by facing east. If he weren't allowed, the church could be sued and would lose, unanimously lose, because it was an infringement on his religious liberty in school. The same thing happened at the post office. When the post office changed its hours to allow Sunday delivery, one Muslim stood up against the post office in Supreme Court that they were not allowed to go to church. I mean, they were not allowed to work on their religious day. And guess what? The United States Postal Service lost. Because every time religious freedom is on the docket in the Supreme Court – the religious freedom won every time because the Constitution states it. The Constitution right, protects the religious liberty. That's why there's no the separation, separation, sir. The Constitution protects religious liberty. Not no, 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 no. You no, know no. what? And they except for New York State right now. the government from encroaching on yes, New York sir. private they, citizens. Yes, that means, of that, so that, means, is a that means that the two are the same, <laughs> one and the same, that so, one protects no. the other. Then no, that means no, that the no, Constitution no. doesn't protect no, your no. religious liberty because that it's a separation of the two. Power. 
No, hey, party. Can separate them. Nothing can separate them. I, I, disagree, I re- disagree, but we can agree to disagree. But I disagree. Okay. Party. Party, do you realize New York State is trying to make Chick-fil-A stay open on Sundays in New York State? Violating close, its religious freedom. When they close everywhere else in the country on Sundays because of their religious beliefs? Yeah. And New they're going to they're going to embarrass yeah. the shit out of themselves, just like Hobby Lobby. Remember Hobby Lobby? They were sued. Yeah. They went to the Supreme Court. Why? Because Hobby Lobby refuses to give contraception to their employees. They went yeah. to Supreme Court on religious grounds. Who did the Constitution protect? The person who wanted contraception or Hobby Lobby's religious freedom? Hobby Lobby won. And New York State's only doing this is because uh, Chick-fil-A's are in those uh, rest areas off the freeways or throughways in New York State. Yeah, I know. I go by them all the time, but they can't, you know, that's not, unless there's a stipulation in being in those buildings, unless that was a stipulation of their lease or something like that. I mean, it would have to be be open on Sundays. Yeah. Unless it was in there. There's no, you you couldn't find a law in the world. No, no, Reese, Reese, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is, well, if it was a if there was a contract between Chick Fil A and whoever could, the government whoever controls those buildings, and if it was on that lease and Chick Fil A signed it, then that's one thing that they then the government does have a case. But if there's no contract stating that they have to be open on a Sunday, then it's really not. There's nothing to really talk you, about at that point. Wait a minute. Can, can you I, can find I, can I, can any lease agreement? Yeah, one second. Yes. I'm just saying. Go ahead, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. yes, you, you can. So because there are bylaws and regulations and contracts when you are off a exit like that on the highway, in order for your name to be on those signs on the highway, you have to have certain hours. So there are bylaws that could potentially be in their contract for that marketing, because that's yeah. marketing, would, right? And if they sign well, that, they waive their right. No, I agree with that, Mary, but then why would, but, but why would Chick-fil-A even sign such a contract? Exactly. Well, in fact, it's not affecting one. be closed on Sundays. It's not even well, affecting one. It's affecting all of Chick-fil-A's operations in the future in the state. So it has nothing to do with the agreements. So it has nothing to do with the land what, agreements. What? It is a oper- it's a conditional use violation, according to New York, which in essence says that in order to operate as an organization, they must be open on Sundays. That's the conditional use. And I dealt with commis- commis- what, conditional use permits on, all the time. Hold on, guys. Let me yeah, yeah, but, but, let me hey, guys. Good, good evening. Let me jump in real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with uh, your boy about uh, him saying that there is a church of state. So, when we talk about separation, mean that, and, and I think you're taking the word separation too far, Reese, a little bit. When you say you separate something, mean that something cannot interfere with another. So when you talk about religion, it can't inter- you can't interfere with religion with your regular laws and states. So when there is a separate state, that is the separation. You, you can look at it and take it how you want. When you say separate, mean that you don't want to interfere one with another. That's what you take it as. Now, the church thing is just represented by religion. Now, all churches, every, every religion doesn't have a church. They have different things they call it. So we, we, we use the word church to represent the religious facts of the situation. 
but you guys have taken this thing, I think, a little bit kind of overboard. Now, not on on you, uh, Mary. No Who's I'm making the noise? I'm sorry to interrupt, but somebody's making noise. No, in the background. It could be. No, um, it, it could be Plankton. He's no, at work. No, listen. Um. No, that is not me. I am. Yeah. Off, I'm on break. No, that that's not that ding. That ding was in the back okay, of my head when you were the ding. That was in the back of me. Thank you. Uh, Mary, and and and, look, not and, okay. and when you deal with this, and when you talk about um, signs on the highway, I'm trying to find out what you mean by signs. Do so you mean like in rest area, like when you drive it down there, it says in this next area, right? Um, these stores right. are open. No, okay. no, right. that is so done by state. You... I know here in Louisiana, I know we do that just for comfort, so you know what the next area is. You don't have to. Those no, things don't have to be on there. They don't. No, listen, there, listen, Mary. If, Mary, if Mary, your Mary, name is Mary, on Mary, that, let me finish. Let me finish. There are laws. There are rules. But Mary, listen rather, to me. Let me finish you, Mary. Mary. But Mary, listen to me. This, 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 this is what a company could do. They could say, I don't want you to put that number on there. Put my, put my, 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 um, my store on your sign then. They could, they could refuse that then. They don't have to. Well, yeah, of those course they do can. that. Listen, okay, but listen. But those states do that for the comfort of the people who are driving on the highway who want to eat those places. So in that way, they don't need that. That's 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 a beneficial to the state. That don't benefit them because nine out of ten people are gonna see Chick Fil A and wherever they go to and stop at for gas because those places usually put Chick Fil A don't just go in anywhere. They usually go around other stores. So that's not gonna hurt them not to have a Chick Fil A sign on next area or whatever. That's not even a big ordeal. And for the large signs, they pay for those signs. The one you see over the highway, those big giant signs, they pay for that advertisement. And those things are not owned by the state. They're owned by individuals. People own those big, large sign things, and they pay those people to actually advertise on those big, large display signs that you see over the highway. But I um, think that Chick-fil-A was always going to win. And just like he said, unless there's a stipulation on the building that says that you have to uh, operate 24-7, I mean, open seven, seven days a week in here, they, they can't force them to do anything. So they could sue and do whatever they want. And and I think that when we when we talk about the schools, uh, read right quick, and I'm in after this one, and I'm on mute. When we talk about the school, the schools and stuff like that, the reason why they stopped prayer in school because it was infringing on other people's uh, religion. Because we always say that one prayer, and those prayers are not used by every religion. So when you keep saying that we're going to say this prayer, we're going to have prayer in school, they're going to keep saying that one prayer, the one the Christianity prayer that everybody else says consistently over and over. Again and again, and those people are forced to sell see those prayers, and that's not wow. part of religion. So they how does pledge of allegiance infringe upon a religion? But let me, let me ask you a question, John Beckman. Why is the pledge of allegiance such a big deal to you? I, I, I'm going to ask you. I'm asking you personally. Well, people pledge allegiance to their country, to their flag. Look, listen, to love their country. To, you, okay, so listen. Those kids, when they're saying that, they have no idea what they're saying. That's just something they taught to them. And they recite it over and over again because I've been one of those kids. So for you to say that, half of the kids don't understand half. Am I lying, Reese? Reese, tell the truth. No, actually, what lying, you're Reece? saying is the most ridiculous defensive way no, of, of, no, the, of the Pledge of Allegiance no, I've ever don't. heard. They, no, that's factual. Half of those kids don't understand. No, 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 this is what I'm saying to you. Religion. So, Reese, Reese, you know what? Reece, imagine what you just said. Most kids, listen, most kids who go to school, Charles. Most no, kids who go kids. to school, We're elementary kids. Hear me out. Kids. Most kids okay. who go to elementary school don't understand the reason for reading math or arithmetic either, or its usefulness in day-to-day life. That's I not agree. a reason you don't teach them. 
Right, they're so learning. That, that's, that's but that's it's not that's learning, learning for a reason. It's, a, it's not about it's not, mathematics. It's about church and state. Yeah, again, so the reason why people should learn this, the Pledge of Allegiance, one, because it's done in every other country because nationalism isn't a naughty word there. And nationalism unites us. Why do people come together? Because they have one. What's the whole purpose of the experiment of America? People who come together with the same ideals. People come to the United States because of its freedoms, right? The ability to, to, do, to work hard and to become successful. Those are called a, a measurement of ideals, a merging of ideals, right? So nationalism is important to the United States of America. And for children to understand that and recite that every day, they understand the importance of the experiment that is America. So when you right. eradicate even, that, that means America yeah, gets I, to be I, anything that anyone wants and, it to be. But you, but, but you e- know what? Even the term under God and the Pledge of Allegiance means to whatever God you want to worship. Exactly. I, there, there, I, I take exception with some of that stuff that you guys are saying, but let me read this. New York lawmakers have introduced a bill that would require restaurants in state highway system rest areas to operate seven days a week a measure apparently aimed at interfering with a policy at the fast food chain, Chick-fil-A, of staying, of staying closed on Sundays. So it's a bill that the lawmakers are introducing that will require mm-hmm. all restaurants on state highway systems to stay open. So they're introducing a bill. So I think that's important to kind yeah, of it's, here's bring what the out. Law so, states. The law the states passes, that restaurants – Here's what the law states. The law states that restaurants at the service areas should maximally benefit the public, and allowing them to go unused for one day out of that week is a disservice and unnecessary inconvenience to travelers who rely on those service areas. Well, so does homelessness. Okay, it's not a law yet. It's not a law yet, Reed. No, I know. I'm saying, no, I'm saying what, what, what it's written as, right? So in essence, this bill, by the way, who was written by this freaking God, tyrant, uh, Tony Simone, right? The objective is, is he's saying, here's the impetus. He's saying, well, some people who might be driving on Sunday who want Chick-fil-A should be able to get Chick-fil-A. And my friend, that is tyranny, telling a private business how and which they can operate. This is, and again, this isn't a current law. This is, in a, this is one in which they're trying to, a bill they're trying to get passed, which again, That's if her. you think that it's not mired, in attacking uh, the CEO, what's his name, James Caffey, for his religious freedom, you're bugging because that's all they've ever done. Once, once, that, once, this- Caffey said, once Caffey said that he has nothing against gay people, but he and his religious beliefs condemn same-sex marriage, they've gone after him. Yeah, they, they even mentioned them. They mentioned them in the bill, actually. They mentioned Chick-fil-A exactly. um, by name, but, not, but, but, but Chick-fil-A... If they do pass this, Chick-fil-A is just going to have to pull out of those locations. No, you sue them. Right? You sue them and go all the way to the Supreme well, Court, oh, and you no, embarrass no. them. Hold on. You, you, and it's Dan Cassie. Yeah, but you have to understand those locations are owned by the state. Yeah, that, that means, the that's, listen, so, it's, the locations so, can be owned by them, but you cannot forcibly make an operation uh, adhere to your rules on when they stay open. That, that would be like telling, a, telling an organization that they're, like, they're only allowed to work on certain hours. Like what if a store decided they wanted to be 24 hours? 
could a company say that you're not allowed to stay open 24 hours? And, and what would be and the that would be reasoning like, for that? And that would be like well, I mean, saying, yeah, yeah, you have to stay open on Sunday, but only atheists can work in the uh, restaurant. Yeah, exactly. But, but when you sign, when you sign with the government for these things, when you contract with a state government for something, you sign on that dotted line. It all depends on the terms and conditions that are in in that agreement, in that contract. And really, it shouldn't be a big deal for Chick-fil-A because it's not – I mean, there's, there are a number of, of rest stops, but it's not that many. I know this. I mean, I, going throughout New York well, State from top, top to bottom, it's not I don't, that many. I almost so, sound like if it would be suggesting that a contract agreement, a land use contract that any company would sign, there would have to be They're always tricky. Right. I know they're, they're tricky. tricky. Trust me, I'm That's going through one now. I'm going through one now, but if that contract were to say I'm not allowed to operate after – the only thing that would compel me to not stay open a certain hour would be like if there are uh, – what do you call it? What's, what's the name of that law where they shut everybody down in the neighborhoods? Um, martial law? Yeah, not martial law. Another thing where, where, um, where the kids aren't allowed out after certain hours. Okay. Curfew. Oh, curfew. Oh, curfew. Yeah. curfew. Right, right. If there was a curfew, God, how can I forget that word? If there's a curfew that's related to that, right? So let's say there's a city curfew where no one's allowed to run businesses after 9 o'clock in the area because of, of obvious reasons like crime or a protest or things like that. Now, if that were the case and I decided to stay open afterwards, guess what the city would tell me? i do that at my own you risk. You forgot that word because it was a 10th grade word. <laughs> But um, but but you're probably. But the point is, is like what what look at what they did in um what's name with the Kyle Rittenhouse case, right? The the neighborhoods that they told there, they said because of the protest, they told those neighborhoods to close down, but they gave them the option to self protect, which is what Kyle Rittenhouse was doing to self protect it because they said people believed that if they closed it down, oh, if those no, businesses stayed unprotected, they burn it down. So. That's why we had hey, people outdoors protecting their businesses. Hey, Pond, well, let me ask you a question. You, uh, so if you live in New Jersey, just over the George Washington Bridge, and Fort you've got Lee. a friend yeah. that's come, or Fort Lee, and you're, and you're coming to go visit a friend who's staying at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square, now all of a sudden you've got to pay 13 bucks to get over the George Washington <laughs> Bridge. I thought it was more than you wanted, it may It may be more. I don't know. I, when I lived there, it was three bucks, but that was years ago. <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, but now, but now, uh, come next, you know, twenty twenty four, if you travel below Sixtieth Street, you got to pay an additional fifteen dollars because you're considering yeah. congestion. Yep. So now, now all of a sudden, you're in what uh, twenty eight bucks to go visit your family or friends at a hotel. Would you be good with that? And plus, you haven't parked well, yet. Well, I think. I, it's seventeen dollars without an easy pass. Is it? Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen seventy five if you have the easy pass. I, I knew after so now, London did this. Year so now ago. you're in thirty three bucks before you even get to where you have to park and pay another fifty. Right. We, and, you and know I what? When when London did this years ago, they did this in London years That's ago. That's right. Over at twenty the years time, ago. At the time, I was like. I think they're going to try to do this in New York. Yep. <laughs> just, I just always 
seem to, you know, equate London and New York. And I was like, yep. man, one day they're going to probably try to do this in New York, and they're doing it. But um, I, it's going to have it's going to have some consequences because no, whenever no, you try not. to do, no, it's yeah, not. it's going to have some no, it's not. consequences. No, no, no. That they, they said they wouldn't listen. I told, I'll never forget it. I'm on Star and Buck Wild. The story was in the New York Times. The headline, would congestion uh, tolls come come to New York? And it was based on exactly what you were talking about. You said when it happened in England, because I remember when it happened in England, and that's what the headline was about, was whether or not it would work to, to reduce emissions in New York City. And the objective was to put it between 96th Street all the way down to, I want to say, th- below 30, 28th Street. 28th Street was the parameters. Mm-hmm. If you know Manhattan, mm-hmm. you know this area is vast. This is a huge area. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So and it, would be, and it wouldn't go all the way to the west side it would, or even on the east side. It would be between, like, 1st Avenue and 7th Avenue because that's where Seventh all the congestion was. Yeah. And it was called congestion pricing, con- congestion pricing. And you would pay this amount. People were talking about, at the time, $15. That's all they were talking about. I think, what now? Is it, is it still at 15 now, the, the new story? Or yeah, I think 50 it's 15. Something? I yeah, think it's, it's 15. 15. Right. It was always at $15, uh, and people would be willing to pay it. But you bring up a great point, John Beckman, because if you're a truck driver, you have to pay double that. Exactly. Yeah, small trucks, 24. Large trucks, 36. Taxis, an additional dollar twenty-five. Surcharge per ride. And two fifty mm-hmm. for those who, um, in addition to that, who are um, using um, Uber or Lyft, or you know the share and, 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 and then, and then every Four item on that truck is going to cost you more as a consumer when you go well, to think the about store it. to purchase. The George, purchase the George Washington Bridge says sixteen axle vehicles. Sixteen axle vehicles to go over the George Washington Bridge is one hundred and fourteen dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. So, and that's if you have so an easy pass wow. on off-peak, 120 so, on peak hours, 138 without peak. Is that the same thing with the Verrazano Bridge, too? All of them. Anything Island? coming into yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Even the Tapan Z Bridge? I don't know about that one. doesn't go into Manhattan. Well, yeah, it goes into Brooklyn. That's considered New York. Yeah, but it doesn't go into Manhattan. You still got to pay to get over it. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got to pay to get over. It's like eighteen bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, a fucking. That's, it's a, a that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, you got to so pay. You question, go through the gossels. I have a question. So this this new proposal or what they're gonna they're talking about anything below sixtieth, right? Uh, I believe right. yes. Which yeah. is basically where Central Park starts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, sixtieth right. Street is actually higher. 57th Street is the is on uh, Central Park South. Right. So the 60th Street down to where? All the way down? In I don't think it's going to go all the way to the village. To Wall I think it goes to no. Chelsea. It uh, goes down to it goes to Wall Street, Reese. Yeah, is it really going to Wall Street? Wow. Street? It's going that's down. That's pretty much. Like, that's one half of the, yeah. the island. Yeah, yeah, that's down to the yeah. tip. That's one yeah, half so of the whole the island. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now. Things are good. Mm-hmm. There are going to be consequences. Reese, you said you don't think so. I think there will be. Commerce what are wins out, right? You're going to start seeing a lot more investment outside of that area. 
Mm-hmm. That's just, just just my prediction. You're gonna uh-huh. see Harlem is about to blow up like never before. Um, what do you mean, more gentrification? No, I think I think you mean more commerce. Oh, more commerce. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you, that businesses yeah, commerce, all the, it north. Yeah, right, because, because businesses, why? Why would you, businesses would have would to fight back against this. You're 100% right, Potter. You, that's what? what you would do in any case. It's the same thing that happened in California, right? When all those businesses got, got more taxes, they left and went to places like Texas right. and, Texas. and Florida where, where mm-hmm. they didn't have to pay so many taxes. You're right. If you want to operate or have Vegas. to operate in New York, you just right. go north of where the taxation create, is. They're trying to create a wall garden, and those things never work. Even in medieval yep. times, if you go to yeah. Europe and you look at those grand walls, what happened? Mm-hmm. After a while, all of the interesting commerce was done outside the walls because that's where that's all right. the ideas were. You know, so when you how Jersey City and Hoboken blew up. That's exactly yeah. how Jersey City and Hoboken blew up. Yeah, so they're trying to do this thing where they they have this area where you have to pay to come in and make it so exclusive, and they're making all this money off of it. And you're just going to push commerce outside of those areas. Yep. Because at, so, at, at some so point, saying, at some Tommy, point, it, it doesn't make sense business-wise so what, to actually incur that cost. Yeah, so this what you're saying, Tommy, is if I, if, if, I own, if I if I own a store on 54th Street, why don't I move up to 61st Street? Absolutely. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Now that means Number that rents one, are going to skyrocket there. Don't get don't forget that. That's right. Probably, but yeah, but the yeah, there's rents are going to want to do high. Why would I want yeah, to go if I'm a if I'm a consumer? Why would I want to take exercise now? I, I'm assuming there's no extra cost on the subway. The subway is free. Hey, uh-huh. is there still consider, is there still considered it's a still fashion cost, district? But it hasn't gone up. Is there is there still right. considered a fashion district in New York? Yes, of course. That'll it's never not go anywhere. That'll never go anywhere. That, well, that won't move up above Sixtieth Street. Nah, no, nah. The they, don't, they'll improve that. They'll just they'll pass those savings off to the consumer. Yes, yeah, so fashion tricky. That's so tricky. Yeah, hundred bucks for a jacket, you're paying one hundred and twenty. No, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fashion. Yeah. Listen, fashion survives by the exorbitance of it, right? So it's yeah. like the overpricing is the lure. So if it becomes more expensive for those things, that's what makes it more important. So yep. if a pair of $500 leather pants becomes $600, it doesn't hurt the pant. So it this, is also, more... gonna hurt, this is also going to hurt the South Street Seaport area, right? Oh, forget about that. You're 100% right. But yeah. is that, that, yep. that kind of not – it's not what it used to be. The South Street Seaport, no, it's actually better than what it used to be, Hopkins. South Street what Seaport really wasn't much back then, but now – They've got so many. Um, they've yeah, got they so do. many they yachts over there that do off. parties on the water and shit now. Like it's a big fucking thing over there. Are you talking about where the um, where the uh, what do you call it? Where the Circle Line is? At South, yeah, at South Street Seaport, right the there. The old field market. I, I, yeah, I yeah. remember going to the South, South Street, Street Seaport. Seaport and it was right across the top of Wall Street. I always thought that thing was kind of lame. <laughs> No, it's and I've been there recently. It was lame. It was lame. No, even when it was improved, when all the restaurants were upstairs, downstairs in the little mall, even when they really right, when they, when they they, did. 
but you know that big area outside of there that yeah. you could stand and watch and look at the water and shit. They yeah, done and see all, all the, the street performers over there. Yeah, and that's and they get on um they get on yacht rides and shit, and they have parties out on the water. Oh yeah, I've been to plenty of parties. No, no, no. Hey, hey, okay, Mary, guys. So is this gonna push? Is this gonna push black the people uptown out? Yeah. Yep. Like that push them over the, the over the bridge, and so that black people are about to be yeah. pushed. That was always the plan. Always the agenda. Always the yeah. plan. You, listen, yeah. you, look, everybody says, you know, I, I don't, I've heard this a million times, right, that the rich steal from the poor. If they steal anything from the poor, it's land. And by doing mm-hmm. that, the only way they do that is by forcing them out through gentrification. Some of them is, self, some of them is like self-inflicted, but you make the place too expensive to live in, right, and then that moves them out to other pay, places where it's, you know, the cost of living is lower. And, of course, That's they have to get jobs like retail work in order to do same. Mary and I lived in a town called Woodbridge. And when I started my moving company in 2019, we saw a crap load of African Americans who lived in Woodbridge, which is just 25, 30 minutes south of D.C. All of a sudden, we started seeing all of them move out to a, a place called um, uh, Cumber what's, – what's the name of that damn town, Mary? Uh, uh, Cumberland, Maryland? Yeah, no, no, the, the place the out west, near, near Win, not Winchester, near, um, uh, it's east of Fredericksburg. Caroline It begins Ca- with the C. Huh? It begins with the Caroline C. West of, not, yeah, not Caroline County. Orange, uh, Front, Front Royal, Winchester, they all started moving yeah, out there. Yeah, but look at all the, but, but here's the thing, right? All those people that, so D.C., right? All those people that used to live in Southeast. I mean, you, you, you didn't even want to get out your car in Southeast if you weren't from No, there. you don't. But all those people that lived in Southeast and they gentrified that whole area, all of those fuckers came to our neighborhood, and that's, that's why right. our neighborhood went to fucking shit. That's right. And now... Because there's more buildings going on there. Everybody's moving west, and they're moving west to the 81 corridor closer to West Virginia, where, of course, yep. the cost of living is lower, right? It's, we're talking $1.50 less to live there and because people, they can't afford to live on the east side on the I-95 corridor anymore. Well, and people, that, a lot of people were moving to West Virginia so that they could get on fucking Section 8 because exactly. it's, a, it's a faster process. You move to West Virginia, get on Section 8. Live there for a year and transfer your section eight back to Virginia, so you don't have to be on that fucking three, four, five year waiting list. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so Reese is the most expensive place in Virginia to live is Arlington because that's right yeah. over the. Uh, uh, well, no, no. Arlington is on top think... on the list. Loudoun County is the richest is the Fairfax. richest county in Fairfax. northern Virginia. Yeah, Fairfax and well, Loudoun County. Fairfax. Fairfax. Mm-hmm. But I remember. But, uh, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember a place called Zanzibar? It was down on the yeah. Here, you remember Zanzibar? Yeah, damn, I'm old that, enough to I remember that. It, yeah, when, yep. <laughs> when I moved there, that was Chuck my Chill Out used to perform it, there all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I um, I went to some some years after I left DC. I went back there. I couldn't believe how they changed all of that. And when I went there, I remember riding down that street and getting to Southeast, and there was a, a police per, a police car sideways to kind of stop all the gentrification, I guess all the white people from 
wandering into the parts that they haven't gentrified yet. <laughs> right. And I thought that was crazy. I was like, what? Like, hey, Reese, I don't even church? recognize any is of that. False church, is False Church, Virginia, an expensive place? Yes. Yeah. False Church, yeah. is, some parts of False Church is, some parts of False Church is not. Yeah. That's where but I see, had my first Mary's saying in Fairfax, Mary says Fairfax is one of the richest counties. You got there's a there's a sub subset of Fairfax a town called Octon. Is it Octon, right. Mary? Is that how you pronounce it? Octon. Yeah. Is it O A O A K T O N? Oakton. Oakton. Yes. Oakton. That town has got to be the wealthiest. I think in any place in the country. Well, really, Fairfax comprised of so many different places. Like, there's parts of Falls Church that's Fairfax County. Right. It's Falls Church, but it's Fairfax County. Oakton right. is Oakton, but that's Fairfax. Actually, that might that I think that's Fairfax, not Prince William, but that might be Prince William. I think Oakton is Prince William County. Um, hey, Reese. Reese, let me ask you a question. Back in 1989, I was living in Los Angeles, but I went for a job interview back uh-huh. in Virginia to meet with the owners of a company called Omega World Travel. And okay. they said, come to our, come to our house. <laughs> My girlfriend used to work there. <laughs> yeah, okay. You remember that? You My remember girlfriend, that, Alicia, yeah. used to work there, yeah. She worked okay. there for and a very really long time. And it was owned by a woman, so she was considered a yep. minority-owned business. So uh, Gloria Bohan was her name and her <laughs> husband. And, and so they said, okay, John, we want you to come out for an interview. So I flew out from L.A. one day, landed at Dulles, and somehow a taxi took me to go interview with them. I was going to interview at their house. And I had no idea where I was. And the, and the taxi cab driver dropped me off where I was supposed to go because I gave him the address. And I knocked on the door, and guess who answered the door? Sam Donaldson. You remember that? No way. Yeah, yeah. Sam Donaldson Donaldson answered the door, and I go, hi, I'm John Beckman. I'm here for an interview. And he says, well, who are you interviewing with? And I said, well, I'm I'm here to meet Gloria and Dan Bohan. That was her name, Gloria and Dan Bohan. And they go, oh, they live right next door to us. You're at the wrong house. But I'll never forget. I'll, I'll never forget that, that fucking Sam Donaldson answered. Did he have his hairpiece on? He probably did. He probably did. That was 1989. <laughs> he was still, he was, was, he was That's the guy that looked like the guy from Mad Magazine, right? He looked like the guy from no. Mad Magazine, right? Yes, from, he did. He looked a little like Alfred E. Newman. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, the fun, it was a Saturday morning. He was in his bathrobe. And Sam Donaldson answered the door. I was like, "Holy shit!" Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan made Sam Donaldson. He was a nobody until Reagan stepped on the scene because he was Reagan's biggest adversary. But I love those two sparring. It made me respect Sam Donaldson, and I hated that son of a bitch. But I respected him because Reagan. Reagan but, always went. He never shied from Sam. He put Sam on but, front and center. But I'm always, but I'm always thinking in my mind now that wasn't that like Falls Church area, and that's yeah. why I said was it because those were beautiful homes I went to. Yeah, remember they were big ass homes. You probably were. Okay, I got five minutes, guys. I got to go on the air. I'm on TIC. Uh, for the rest of the week. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. I love you. Okay. Love you too, Hopkins. Hi. Bye. Bye-bye.
They they regentrifying uh, Maui. That's what they go do to Maui, mm-hmm. as well yep. as what they did in. in uh, you know, we uh, never we Katrina. never hear of Maui anymore. Isn't that we weird? Don't. We, we we never hear of that. Yeah. Pro- that process, that gentrification process, is what's taking place. They're trying to buy up all their property from the people. Wow, you know that's a shame. They ain't trying to buy it. They trying to steal it. Have you guys ever been to Hawaii? I mean, that is so beautiful over no. there. Absolutely so beautiful. I mean, oh, yeah, it I really doesn't. Yeah. Oh my God, Kauai. The uh, Kauai, Kauai, you know, Kauai is the is part of all the islands. Kauai is Unfair. the wettest island in the country. You know, it always rains inland there. Yeah. It's always raining in Kauai. And the people, but and the people that walk the street, or even they'll stop their car just to pick up trash. Because they they believe in that principle of, you know, that's your land and and all that kind of stuff like that. So they don't litter. It's really clean. It's it's like the untouched. No, it's absolutely beautiful. I remember last time I was there, though. God, it's got to be shit. Thirty years ago, a gallon of milk was ten bucks a gallon, and that was thirty years ago. I can't even imagine how much it is now. It was just so crazy price wise to even visit I'll look there. It up. Yeah, because they have to import to start everything. The, start, how did it feel to start the third hour power with so much of a white dominant size uh today? Oh now you now you're be, now you're now you're being racist. Now you're being racist. You know, today is Tuesday. I told you on Saturday that I would ask to get you a Ticket to the Raider game, but now I'm a little suspect. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Hey, you even got potty mouth over there. The other white guy. He wasn't being. He wasn't saying anything. You had Reese. You had Reese. That that white guy. And then you got Tina Marie Mary. You know, she, <laughs> she was the blackest out of y'all. She was the blackest. Oh, by the way, what, what is a gallon? By of the way, you said. By the way, Yusuf, what is Mary supposed to do to me when I'm here? I forget what you said she's supposed to do. <laughs> what? Oh, see, you ready to see? You ready? No, you ready to see? He, he wants you to talk nasty to him, Mary. She wants you to you. Oh, God. Yusuf yeah, and I talked on Saturday. That's what, that's what we had a delightful conversation. Do. We had a delightful conversation. He says, you see, Jay... When Mary comes on the show and puts John in his place, mm-hmm. I forget what you called that, Yusuf. But well, I, 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 I'm not like, repeating. Quite frankly, I forgot all about it and didn't think of it, especially not right now, being that it was such a pleasant conversation, and you would bring up sadomasochistic ways, and you wanted <laughs> to have a segue, that's it, segue for you to start something. <laughs> You know that's what it's about. Mm. Mary, he wants you. He wears, he wears zipper sweaters, you know. Did he want to talk no. about that kind of easy access? No, he puppy. kept, Mary, he kept saying, you're zipper a trick. Sweater. You're a trick and Mary's going to get your ass. Can't wait for Monday till see, Mary gets your ass. See, there you go. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. Go ahead. Mm. This is what you want to talk about. Go ahead, Mary. I don't. I don't want to talk about anything. I'm. I'm at a loss for words right now. 
But it's Beckman that wants to talk about that. He wants no, to. No, you said something. Really no, about. you started Oh, man, I wouldn't yeah, think yeah. about no shit like that. This is Africa. This is Kwanzaa, man. You just you Come said on, to me last Saturday, you said. Your mind. I love when Mary don't mind me. Get your ass. You get your ass. Your mind. I, I have no remembrance. I have no remembrance of even what the fuck you talking about, number one. Wow. That's and Kwanzaa, number two. You was high as fuck when you spoke on Saturday? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Man, I don't remember. You know what? We need, to stop. we need to stop smoking, Yusef, because I don't be remembering shit either. I'm telling you, I don't even know what the fuck I did yesterday. Well, this has I know nothing I to do with me even remembering what, it, what this is about. Is Beckman wants to turn the third hour of Power Show into a masochistic display. No, no, no. Just because he wants you to get the lease that you bought for him and that little dog bowl that he's going to lick out of and get on all fours and just by <laughs> your voice. <laughs> you know, you what if I go that, on all? What if I go on all fives and not all fours? Well, there you oh go. My that means you really oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Make it see? stop. That's what I'm saying, Mary. He, he, when you come on the line, he makes you see he had to wait till Reefly. I've, you know, I've never had it's to listen true. to a white man. Well, wait. I've never had to listen to a white man talk like this. This is very <laughs> ajarring to me. And also, That's there's nothing saying. I wouldn't say here. I wouldn't say to Reese's face, so. I didn't have to wait for Reese to leave. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, you waited that. for Reese to leave. That's what you did. He waited for Reese to leave. Why did you just so? Why did you bring that shit up? I wasn't thinking about it. She no, because you brought it up on Saturday. No, <laughs> this is fucking Tuesday, man. Kwanzaa. How many times do I got to say this? Yeah, oh, by the way. I'm thinking about Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Wait, hey, can you, and, wait, wait, wait. And, and, it's, and it's Boxing Day. Uh, it's Boxing the first Day. Potty, Potty, you're, you're in Canada, right? Happy you Boxing Day. You and I, D-Y. <laughs> unity. I'm thinking of unity. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I'm thinking of unity. Seeky Dan, if you were thinking of unity, sir, then you wouldn't have said, how do we appreciate having the Caucasian segment of the third hour of power? You just would have said, what a wonderful discussion we've just enjoyed. Exactly, if Nicole. talk about exactly. it, Seeky Dan. Well, what I right. do, I didn't say that, but what I do have to say is that you got writing character with your handkerchief head to sit up here and protect that white man. I'm, it's not about protection. Did. I'm following you what you said. Head, no, 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 no. Head, so That's I tell you what. You even, I tell you what, Nashiki Dan. Too, try again tomorrow. It's Tuki Chakalia tomorrow. Self-determination. Try again tomorrow, Nashiki Dan. So you said what you're saying is my complexion is my protection. I like that. Thank you. For the connection, yes. That's right. My complexion oh, is my protection for the connection. I'm dead. Oh, wow. What a handkerchief head you are. Man, you guys, you guys, you run from me. Hey, you guys make sure you join me next Sunday for our one-year um, Mary Had a Little Cancer anniversary, okay, since I couldn't do it this past Sunday because blog talk was Wow, has it been up. one year? 
Holy, how yeah. you doing, Mary? Is, is, is everything in remission yet, or are you okay? Um, I'm doing good as far as I know. Okay, good. He talked to Sheldon Hannity in the third hour of power. He was in jeopardy of losing you as his dominant woman in his life. I've that's never been that. I'm not that. Afraid. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. You see I will how tell he, you. He, he, he sit up and tell you, he's, why do you about, about a black man? Why do you talk, you know, why about you talk like that? And then he, he hates that shit. He hates it. It's not the world he grew up in, Mary. You got to really look at the find. I told you he was. You see how he tries to pit us two against each other, Mary? He's very anti-emotion. No, that's what you say about her. You picked yourself against Mary. You talk about her and no. how she likes black men. Mar- well, that's, that's, that's fine. I never said there was okay, anything well, wrong with that. Okay, well, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. It's you. You know, just because you're gay, you I always say there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, okay, well, you can call me gay. You can call me gay, but it's you that puts yourself against Mary. I have nothing to do with it. You hate the fact that people say she sounds black and that she kicks it or marries even. Black men. You hate well, it. that's just you learn behavior. That's world. You, what you do, no, what you see, what you're seeing is your white woman. <laughs> you see this, putting you white men in jail. Have a meeting. Mary is my white the woman. White you man, are correct. The white one, yeah, the white man's family structure, it's, 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 it's got, it has a <laughs> You set up, you set up and, and started, it's being black and came up with a new deal. Your president came up with a new deal in the 40s to help the black people. It wasn't even 40. You know, that's funny you said that. For black people to get it, they had to leave the man-child or the the father of the home had to leave. See, this world is what you were used to. I did watch It's a Wonderful Life Saturday night, and that was made in the 40s. Well, we're not here to talk about no – it wasn't a wonderful life for black people. It is not a wonderful life right now for black people. So it I is don't know why would you even go to that. No, well, I, well, it is if you want it to be, but it's not. When on the news, you have... Well, that's white, on you, Yusef, not on You us. have white people, and you have this nation that is a white people nation sitting up here warring against people on Christmas, the birthday of Christ, when you sit up here and promote as a nation Christianity. Now, that shit is fucking oxymoron. It, it doesn't well, make any sense even to the, that child that you say should be pledging allegiance to that flag that's killing children. You know how many children got killed? Let me say something to you. Over 80, 85% women and children have been killed at the hands of this white nation. And over and and of the women and children, over fifty uh, percent uh, of them are children. Now that's what kind of see the world. Yusef, I agree with you. Right I, you know what? Yusef, the world I agree with you. Then right the why are Democrats for abortion and not against them? Where your white woman is life. turning against you. I'm why, going why, to the if, point. If life is so worthless, why are Democrats? Why is always a Democrat thing? Why is it always a Democrat thing? Stop that, man! You need to stop that. that I hate when you don't do that. You sound like a guy across the street and that, that rhetoric. 
They're oh, just oh, amazing oh, people because they are the Democrats. Like God, God, Beckman. And I tell you what, and I'm going to be honest with you. As much as you say that, it, it sounds like hatred out here. It's, it's time for y'all to stop that. What is the wrong with the indifference in individuals? That's what you need to say. Why do people use politics to actually concern themselves with individuals or how people think? And I think that when you have to use an, a, another, another kind of program to actually excuse the way somebody else thinks, I think something's wrong with you. It's time for y'all to stop that. That's, that's okay. ridiculous. Especially killing people on Jesus' birthday. Because let me tell you something. You know the crazy part about Republicans? There are Republicans out there with two nationalities, not just Americans. And y'all don't even even recognize that. And y'all don't even talk about it. So until you start talking about the problems in a Republican Party, probably need to fix, it's not a Democrat thing. It's a a politics thing. Stop it. Hey. That's Charles, crazy. I hate the Republicans. You guys, Charles, it's a politics. I hate the Republicans. That's why I'm an independent. I hate, I, look, I, look I'm, I'm, listen, I, I don't hate either one of those parties. I think everybody got great views on how they look at things, right? This, this is me. I think everybody have great views on the way they look at things. And I think everybody have their own great ideas what they think is going to work. But I think there's a lot of evil motherfuckers in people's pockets. And I heard for the first time a senator say this, and I heard it just recently, before Christmas. They said everybody in politics plays a dirty hand, whether they want to, um, want to admit it or not. They take They're both part. dirty motherfuckers. I agree. They, 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 they take part. Listen, they take part in playing dirty ball for a dollar so they can be elected. They need, they need somebody to support them. And so sometimes you got to you got to jump in somebody's hand that might not be actually, you know, how should I say, upstanding. You ever, I don't know if there's a movie, there's a movie with your boy who plays The Rock. And he was supposed to be this upstanding individual. That movie with Eddie Murphy. What he, what's the name of Eddie Murphy plays the politician? And he runs off this white guy's name and gets elected. Anyway, make a long story I'd short. I have to look it up. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but anyway. He pretty much plays into dirty politics. And the black guy telling him, why is he doing it? I mean, we, we that's, it's crazy, man. Politics is, is a dirty game out here. And we're so divided. We're divided in race, religion, politics. I mean, it's crazy. No, I agree with you. You're 100% correct. I believe the name of the movie you're looking for is The Disguised Gentleman. Yeah, The Disguised the the Gentleman. Yep, yep. The oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I meant to say yeah. that. You're all right. You're all right. The Disguised Gentleman. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And black people do it to black people. White people do it to white people. It, 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 it's, and I, and I, and it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, Charles. You know, and I, and you know what? Let me say something. I think it's funny that and I wanted to say to you guys about, you know what's the crazy about Chick-fil-A? Let me tell you what that would do to Chick-fil-A. All, most of Chick-fil-A is franchise. So all that would do is just cut into, I would think that cut into the contract and, and be able to go to be able to opt out and not owe Chick-fil-A anything. Because the way Chick-fil-A operates is that you go into them paying X amount of dollars and they supply uh, building the building and supplying you and everything. You have to operate under it. There's a whole operational thing. And if somebody comes out and, and look around, but you operate under their wing, you, it, none mm-hmm. of that belongs to you in the end. 
Only thing responsible you responsible for is make sure you run their business according to how they want to run their business. So I would think that individually it would help them. People don't want to deal with it no more. Get off out of it. Closing Chick Fil A. That'd be crazy. I like to see how that work work out. Work out. That'd be crazy. Hey Charles, I would like to see how that roll out. You live in you live in New Orleans area, right? Yes. Remember Levi was telling us that his grandson was going to trial or something. Do, has there been mm-hmm. any update on that at all? Do you know anything? I don't even know who happened? his son. Let me tell you something, and I and I hate to say it like this. I don't even know who Levi's son is, and Levi didn't seem like he really was like too enthusiastic about trying to make make things any better about with his son. But I know he loved. I him, think it was his grandson. You know? He said. Yeah, I think that's. It seemed what like, it was, but it seemed like. Yeah. But, you know, uh, they say that a cycle, a cycle is a problem, and they say sometimes a cycle it skips a generation. You know what I'm saying? And these young kids, man, I, you know, like I was telling Reese about, you know, you can't make these kids understand what the Pledge of Allegiance means. That's like trying to ask them understand what. So they try to teach a, a kid now a prayer, and they have no respect. Well, how do they feel about that? I mean, it's crazy. And it's only those kids who parents care the way their children go out in the public and actually have control. Like, I've seen mothers walk in classroom with their kids, act the ass, and, and they deal with it. You know what I mean? Because they've, they've been told by the, parent, by, the, by the teacher. But these teachers, man, I'm going to tell you, they, they got a job I wouldn't want to have. I'm going to be honest. Because the parents are out yeah. of control. They ain't just the kids. The Charles, parents you're right. There's two, two jobs I would not want to have is a school teacher or a police officer. I would not no, want to be either one of those. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. That, that's too scrutinized people. I, would, I agree. I totally agree with you on that, Beckman. Beckman, I totally agree with you, baby. Yeah, those I, are the two toughest jobs I can ever imagine having, and you don't get a lot of pay for such scrutiny. I'd add librarians where they get a lot of pay, but uh, perhaps they won't have much of a job left if we keep um, – Closing down their um, realm of profession. Right. But aren't aren't yeah, libraries really supported by aren't libraries really supported by the cities themselves? Well, I can't yeah. remember last time I was in a library other than to go vote. I I just cannot remember going to a library. <laughs> you know, it's got. I don't think when we were younger, the library was everything. That was that was our source. That was our. That was our internet. <laughs> the yeah, library. Yeah, no, right. absolutely. Yeah. Um, Barnes and Noble wishes to be our library, um, in, in in essence. And even how they organize books in the bookstore, you know, because I, I like oh, hanging man. out in there. And remember we it's had a, we had to go we had to go to the index cards and then go find the cabinet that had that yeah, index right. card. And then you'd yeah. have to go right. look at the index card and then go see where the book would be at. The Dewey Decimal right. System. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've done away with, with that, even in the library. Um, I don't know about every library, but they, you know, and it looks like I'm a, the noble. You know, there. I remember the last time I was in a library, we, you know, we didn't have the Internet, but we had, uh, God, what was that thing called? You'd run the big microfish. Yeah, microfish. You'd have to run mm-hmm. that big, thick tape through uh, yeah. this computer-looking thing that wasn't a computer. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Microfish. Put a little thing. Look at put a thing that's on a film, like a film. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a film. Like thing. with old documents on it. Yeah. Like old newspapers. Yeah. 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 Right. I that's say, how I you get your historical documents. Microfish. Microfish. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. Now we out here catching. I'm sure a lot of that stuff still on. My, I'm, you don't think a lot of that stuff still on Michael on those films? Well, I'm certain it is. It's just who's because making it. Because I thought, I thought you that was. Um, I want to say that's how. That's how I thought City Hall really had um, like your uh, your old bird documents and stuff like that. I thought that's really how they kept um, those documents, those oh, uh, those it? city documents in large amounts. It was. It wasn't well, just paperwork. It, I thought it was a. Uh, well, to some degree, but there's also should be in the in the in the bowels of every government building an actual place called the archives, um, where you would go in and um, they'll actually roll back. It's all you know the smell of moldy books is down there, and that's when they pull out certain things like those who um, research ancestry and they, they want to see the the yeah, records, the yeah, census, yeah. and such. A lot of that said, you have to get. Not all of it. Not, yeah, not all of it. Yeah, some of it is, is a physical moldy book. You said there's moldy, there's moldy books. Yeah, the moldy books. Yeah, moldy. Yeah. You're horrible. moldy, moldy. You're horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, interesting was where where we would have opened our mouths to agree that being a teacher is a difficult work. Not for oh, the yeah. teaching, but well, partly maybe now for the teaching, because you you're not you're not able in some cases to teach fully. But uh, you know, this, yeah, if you're scared of children, you, that's, that's weird to this hear the that. I, no, the problem I have with with teaching these days is that now, um, just like doctors, I say, I should say that they they are not they're not personal with the individuals anymore. You know, right. you know, you used to have doctors you went to. And you, you, this doctor so and so been serving you for X amount of years, and so they they felt they felt almost a, a uh, public service to you to deal, mm-hmm. you know, to, if something's going wrong with you, or I haven't seen you in a while, call you and have a conversation or, or whatever. And wow. now these guys now it's almost like a money thing. It's like you need to come and see about X, Y, and Z. You know, you haven't been here to see X, Y, and Z. You know, and it's all it's all done by computers. You know, it's not yeah. it's not that they really care. It's a computer thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, you could, your doctor could almost have been your parents' doctor and your doctor up to a certain amount of years, and they had right. been in practice so long. Right. I feel weird now. My son is like almost my height, sixteen, big kid, walking into a, a pediatric. <laughs> 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 like you need to go see a regular doctor. He's such a big kid. Like, man, you can go see Because he walked in there, as a matter of fact, when he was sick recently, and I felt kind of weird because it's like he's three women holding babies, and he's like as tall as his dad almost. <laughs> you know? Like, man, I feel weird. Yeah. Like, just him trying to sit down in the chair. We're both trying to sit down right. in the chair next to, you know, these people with babies, and he's sick. And I'm like, oh, my right. goodness, he's like big sick. Like, right. in the quarantine area. <laughs> and let, me, let me ask a question. I remember as a kid, I don't know if it's the same now because I never had children, and the teachers would give us our report cards, and we used to walk them home to our parents, and we'd have that we, we'd have that walk of shame walking home when we had a D. <laughs> yeah. do, do they still do that today with kids? Do they let them take their report cards home? Well, no, I'll to their let parents? sisters answer that because I'm here. No, you it's, parents it's all teacher email. conference. 
Ah. It's all email now. Okay. All email. Everything's email. Yeah. But you know what? They but, you, the but you remember those days when we got the report card and we could look at it and we're walking home going, oh, shit. I'm going to get in <laughs> trouble now. Yeah. Um, in the in the little in the little Manila looking envelope, this is on special size yeah, yeah. report card. Yeah, and then yeah. The and you had to get would it have comments in there. She put her comments yeah. in what she thought we needed help with, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, I got to show this to my parents. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they they yeah. got to sign it. Yes. Um, oh. This is at his favorite, his, one of his favorite spots. But um, yeah, the um, um, out here they had the parent teacher conference where now you come to the table, and it could be the table of shame, <laughs> and they lay out the paperwork, and then they um, bring, uh, oh like, you know, like the, their, their book with the test scores, and, you know, if you, you, know, if you got questions and you want to see exactly what, did it, what happened here, you know, they show, like, all the, you know, assignments turned in, you know, or, <laughs> or not, and, yeah. Oh, my God. It was the worst feeling ever walking home with that report card. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. The worst. Because then the next day there was like a big event happening with your buddies, and then all of a sudden your so, parents so, would ground you, and you can't go out with your buddies. You got right. to get a report this. card. Let me say this, yeah. John Beckman. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? The walk of shame. The walk of shame. I know what you mean. Uh, the walk of shame. Oh, my God. I, was, I hated those days. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, but those and then, days too. And then you try to, then you, you take the D, and then you take the D and try to take a pen and make it look like a B, and it didn't oh, quite work yeah. too well. well. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not, King Beckman. That's absolutely see, not. Beckman, that was not going to work out. Beckman, see when I got listen. See, but mine was you. You went, you went to school and got the report card, and then from there your parents got to talk to each one of the teachers. So my dad um, pretty much went to see my teacher because my mom worked at night. So, oh. man, it was brutal. I never took a bad report card home. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Oh, God, Mary. Right, so, so we don't want to rub it in. We don't want to say nothing. We don't want to say nothing. Uh, Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary, Mary, Mary. You're lucky, Mary. You're lucky. Yeah, I didn't you're lucky, Mary. You don't want to say that in sister. <laughs> you, no, look, you're lucky, Mary. That's all good. You had to do that. Huh? But for those who, I say for those you're who lucky, had to sister. do it. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you, I, I you didn't think do he was going to rub a stain in the sister, but you know, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, um, I remember, I remember getting, um, um, I okay, the report card as far as grades were were, were fine, but the comment, like you said, you reminded me, a <laughs> flashback where they will put in your behavior as well in class. Right. So if yeah, you were, yeah, like, yeah, if you were chatty, you know, if you was talking yeah. to your neighbor. They, they go ahead and curse of that on in there, too. So you had a good report yeah. card, but then you still had to deal with other types of, you know, play, if you're playing well with others and this kind of business, that section. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I remember getting, you know, talking to my neighbor, um, you know, put in there, um, you know, great participation in class. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll sometimes, you know, be a little talkative with, with our neighbors. Okay, I got, I remember getting grounded for that. Yeah, there's always something negative in that damn report. Yeah, like, right, but you had to say something. They, they're, they're, they seem to be daydreaming and like, oh, my God. Right, yep. yeah. 
Yeah. You know, or you know, having difficulty keeping your shoes tied, stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. So always a, there was always something negative in those report cards. Yeah. So and then, you can get and then a, you parents, can still get a And then you got to answer your parents when they read it. Well, why are you doing that? And you're like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't right, think I do right. that. Like yeah. when was I talking? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't talking, but you know, it didn't say how many times or anything like that. You know, you caused me to think about this. But you know, it, just, it, was, it was almost like this is every day. It seemed like this parents. is it. Yeah, you had to answer to your parents for every negative thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is yeah, not going to go well. Yeah, I um, I remember I remember being um, uh, grounded, yeah, for uh, talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, and all your buddies and are out doing things the next day and know you're up in your bedroom because you're grounded. Right. Oh, my God. How about penmanship, King Beckman? Do you remember getting getting? Uh, they give you a marking for penmanship. Yo, um, oh yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. No, I didn't. But Nick, but Nick, can I say something? Yes. Huh? Hey, today's the first day of Kwanzaa. <laughs> today's the first day of Kwanzaa. Yes. Be be carefully. Today is Umoja. The day of unity. I you should still be grounded for talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I know, I know. I I think I think I do well here. By the no, way, no, for those of you that don't funny. know, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa was created in 1966. For those of you that don't know, it was created in 1966. Go ahead. What, what was what was King Beckman? What was created in 1966? Kwanzaa. Oh yes, yes. That's that's Sorry. when it was uh, developed. Yes, that is correct. Yep. Well, you know, okay, look, I'm not going to say, all right. So, Karinga was inspired <laughs> to bring Kwanzaa in, but there was a little bit of controversy um, about its origins, and he's made his adjustments, and that's beautiful. But, yeah, brought to maybe the greater awareness, yeah, 1966. And that makes sense because in 1965 is when the Civil Rights Act was passed. By Lyndon Johnson. So that '66 mm-hmm. is when Kwanzaa came in. Mhm. Okay. And then imagine yeah. two years later, Martin Luther King was killed. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, we're looking now pretty soon, less than a month away, for both uh, his born day and opposite. Observance Day coming up here. I think it's, all, it's always January 15th, isn't it? I think it's... Uh, I think it's no. January 15th. Well, let me look. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, and by the way, because I'm going to close this now, the price of milk um, in Kauai has gone down a bit since you last remembered it. Um, well, maybe they got some cows then on the island. Yeah. Back then they didn't <laughs> they have cows. I mean, it's still pricey. Don't Don't get me wrong. Um, so let me see here. Now we said Martin Luther King. Um, April 4th, 19, April 4th, 1968. Oh, 68. Right. When he, when he, when he left here. Yeah. But and I was then looking, that same year. The 15th for his birthday. Oh, oh, what, what, I was what saying, day, yeah. I think it's January yeah. 15th. 15th. Yes. Uh, it tends to be observed. 
a little bit like a like the twentieth and and so forth. Um, looking at the calendar you, now, um, Lather's birthday when, is now you, about a month away. You remember when we had uh, we had Lincoln's birthday and all these other birthdays? Then they combined it into just one. Yeah. Uh, just pres- President's Day. President's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, that's middle February, right? So that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Like Martin Luther King is like middle, sort of a little bit after, just past mid January. January President Day right. is just past mid February. Right. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, here it says uh, February nineteenth, twenty twenty four, is the observance of President's Day. And wow. let me see. That's okay. my dad's birthday. Wow. Oh. Yeah. And I think that's a little after mm, Tuttle's Born Day, if I remember right, in February. And January 15th. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's Lathers. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, he's the 27th. I was like, wait a minute, really? The end of February? Okay. um, Which one is Cuddles again? Who do you call Cuddles? That's Ali. I get confused. Ali. Ali Ali is, yes. (laughs) Sometimes you can't tell, (laughs) but it's in there. Yeah, I get mixed Um, up. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Lathers is, yeah, his is tomorrow, his born day will be a month a month out um yeah but the january 15th uh for martin luther king day but what i'm looking for is the observance day let's see well how come when did that become a national holiday not too long ago just like 20 years ago wasn't it um that's a great question you mean for martin luther king yeah, I don't think it was really at first considered a national holiday, but now it is. I, uh, all right, let's, let's, like, figure, let's take a look. It could be like 30 years ago. It was, yes, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that sounds more, the, yes, it, see, it says here January 20th, um, 1986. 20th. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and shit, so the observance day kind of follows, ago. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, eighty six is twenty three. Yeah. Now would, is he the uh, only, is he, is he the only non elected person we have a national observance for? I'm thinking who else? No, I don't think so. Um, but let's see. Who else would be a non elected official that we have a an observance for? He might be the only one. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I'm gonna see. Um, yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only it. non-elected one we have an observance for. I think I'm correct on that. Yeah, I think so too. But I, for some reason, why why is my mind thinking of Cesar Chavez? I don't think that's a national observance day. Is he the, is he the same as Cinco de Mayo day? Uh, no, that's that's liberation. No. Um, I, mean, look, I, don't think, Chavez. I don't I don't think he's uh, a national. So the commemorative uh, Cesar Chavez Day is a U.S. federal commemorative holiday um, proclaimed by President Barack Obama in 2014. The holiday celebrates the birth and legacy of the Civil Rights and Labor Movement activists um, on March 31st. 
Yeah. Um, see, so that, which that, is that, the day Stephen Fabian was born. So that's a national holiday? Uh, well, I mean... Like banks are closed, this, post offices are well, closed. Well, see. <sighs> Excuse me. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Columbus Day yeah. is a non-elected person that's observed um, every year. Is that a national holiday, though? Christopher Columbus, I think so. Columbus Day. Like the kids don't it, go to school. It's a federal holiday. It's a federal holiday. It's on the federal holiday. Yes. It's yeah, a federal it's holiday, it's a federal it's holiday but it's not, um, it's, it's not, it's a uh, um, I see, ex- yeah, it, it's certain things do, uh, certain things do, well, um, let me, 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 so let's look at the federal holidays just so we can just kind of – let's see what's, what's going on in the calendar. <laughs> so we have New Year's well, coming we, up, we, Martin Luther yeah, King. Fourth of July, Martin Luther yes, King, wa- Thanksgiving, yep. Christmas. Um, yep. Washington's birthday, Memorial Day. Better, yeah, Washington's uh, yeah, Veterans Day. Yeah, we have, we have well, Duke, I thought Duke Washington's birthday falls under President's Day, no? Well, okay, so – there was okay. There I was think in this original form, there was originally yeah. an observance for George Washington as well as Abraham Lincoln, who were both born in February, and then they changed it later. I think around the 80s or 90s, they changed it to President's Day, which is supposed right. to be observance for both presidents. But it was originally Washington had a holiday I and Abraham Lincoln had a holiday. But when at the federal level, they still they still honor Washington's birthday. On the third Monday in February, with but they, but they got it marked here on this on the board here, his name specifically. For some reason, they're not calling it President's Day on here. So, um, but then it says here Labor Day is on here. You've already mentioned Columbia yesterday, sister. Thank you for that. Um, oh, Memorial Memorial Day. Uh, yes, last Monday in May, Memorial right. Day. Yeah, um, but uh, I think you said too King Beckman Veterans Day, right? Yeah, Veterans Day is the 11th day of the 11th month. Right. I think that's, that's right. always when that falls. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yep. Well, that's how it works. 11th day of the 11th month. How you 11th day of the 11th month. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I, you know, not all the holidays are like that. So, like, you, if, to remember it, you just got to, like, just look on the calendar. Well, it, At least for me, Easter, that's what I do. Because I don't keep up with well, that. We don't, we don't recognize. Always, uh, the reason why um, I think we still recognize uh, Veterans Day down here, but. My guy interferes with that, dealing with jobs. So both jobs. Uh, Easter, uh, Easter is a, Easter is a federal holiday because that's always on a Sunday, right? Right. Right. But well, you know, the observance of Good Friday. It's basically a religious oh. holiday. Oh, it's Good Friday. Yeah, just like Robin and Rosh Hashanah and all of those are not holidays. So it's it's acknowledged if you must if right, you must have Good Friday right, that's right. available. They put the kids on spring break so they can kind of cover everything without you know, um, you know for that particular period because you because uh, right. things like you know Lent and all that you know that those aren't exactly on you know things shut down. But let me look and see what op, what holidays are observed where the bank where the, like basically the bank holidays. Let's see what they say. 
if anything remains at all. Bank and post office, right? Their bank well, and post well, offices yes. are closed. Yeah. Uh, so I don't see anything here different for bank holiday. So Cesar Chavez and um, King Beckman, let me see what goes. That might be a California thing. Yeah, it doesn't look like the banks are closed for Cesar Chavez. So even though he's recognized, it may not be considered a federal holiday. Federal, right. Right. Yeah, he's not not on the list of federal holidays. Right. Yeah, we just yeah we just look, looked at that. So yeah, so um, out here in California, you know, it, there's a you know it, it's it's a recognized it's a honor, but um, it's 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 a state holiday for California. Oh, so it's this state, okay. Mhm. But when you were, I was thinking of him because I'm thinking of the person, not necessarily the state is a federal, you know, like are right. they honored as a holiday? And so they're not, that's what Jesus Chavez popped up. Right. So in yeah. California, the banks and post office may be closed that day, but not yeah. the rest of the country. You know, see, so I'm at the bank when I need to go to the bank, kind of like, and you know, if I don't need to go in the bank, I'm at the ATM. So pardon my ignorance. Okay. But let me find out. <laughs> No, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I, we all we all seem to do our transactions more so more so now at the ATM. Even when I go deposit checks now, I go to the uh, well, I, go, I do go to the drive up, not through an ATM, yes. but I go to a drive up. So it says mm-hmm. uh, state state offices, yeah, think, including but, the Department uh, of Motor Vehicles, is closed on visa Yeah, I mean, that, there's not too many banks like I know. Uh, that have tellers like talking about it, unless you go to one that... Yeah, I can't uh, remember the last time I was actually inside of a bank. I just yeah. do the things out yeah, with not the driver. Yeah. So yeah. If, if it's not a large banking area, they won't do the outside teller. They'll make you come inside. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Caesar Chavez, yeah. the, the post office is open out here in California on Caesar Chavez Day, but other state um, buildings are closed, schools... Um, of course, will be included. Um, so, yeah, but, so he's just a state. He's just a state holiday guy. Mhm. Yeah. But my God, you're right, Charles. I can't remember last time I walked into a bank. Everything I do from the outside. I agree. The last time I don't know the last time I walked one either. Right, and those who do, those who do online banking probably, you know. <laughs> Just upload with any transport it may have been when I purchased a house or something last time I was ever in a bank. I'm going to tell you, there's a growing business out here. You know what's a growing business out here? Mexican food what? trucks. Oh. Have you tried well, you're any? Getting, um... you're, getting, you're getting a taste of California down there now. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it's growing. Oh, no, it's growing. Some of those food trucks have good food. Yeah. I, look, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a big um, a burrito person kind of guy. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't need all that extra. Come uh, on, you don't like a chimichanga? Next time you go, get a chimichanga. You ever, you ever, you ever heard of, uh, you ever heard, um, you ever seen Eddie Murphy's Raw? 
ever heard it. Oh my gosh, from the eighties, right? That was his HBO yeah. with his class. leather suit. So he yeah. he walks in he walks in a, a, a show. He said, "Yeah, let me have one cheeseburger." And he said, and the people say, nah, 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 nah. "He's like, oh no, hold up, I want one cheeseburger." <laughs> they come back and say, nah. "He said, no, nah, I don't want no mahaka on my bread, motherfucker." Yeah, I, I don't want no mahaka on my bread. I don't want no mahaka on burrito. I don't want. I, I remember the, the big, the best. And I'm gonna say this: I like against Mexican food. There's a lot of people who love it, and I like I like a, a, a quesadilla. I like tacos. But you know that version okay. of tacos has all kind of stuff on it. I don't want all kind of stuff on it. And, uh, Scissors, you I can tell them not to put it on there. Look, look, I just want. But see, I don't want to have to go through all that. It's like it's like it's hey, like me Charles, you, do you prefer I don't want my tortilla or flour? Look, it's like, I prefer the uh-huh. flour tortilla. You prefer the corn yeah, tortilla or the flour? I, you know what? I, I rather the soft, yeah, the soft flour tortilla. Yeah, I rather that. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I like. I like flour. I don't like I, don't I like, like the, the hard corn tortilla. Because the reason why I don't like uh, the hard one because sometimes they fail. I don't know. <laughs> so. I <laughs> see yeah. you a box of corn, of corn tortillas, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and a pack of neck bones. And a pack of neck bones. Oh, chicken, chicken necks. No, I don't like the corn. And, uh, I like I was, the look, flour. So there's a there's a place that serves uh, Ethiopian food around my house, right? And somebody was like, yeah, why oh. you don't try Ethiopian food? I said, man, I don't eat all them vegetables. I'm not a vegetable individual. Well, they, they serve a whole fish. I said, man, do I like a fish eater? Look at me. I'm a big dude. I like I like real meat. Some steak. Oh, so you don't like do you, you know, like lettuce on your on your do you like lettuce? I, I like you a, need I like lettuce. Yeah. I don't like lettuce. Although <laughs> iceberg lettuce. Since you need no lettuce. Mm-mm. Well not an iceberg. <laughs> Skip that. No, ice, iceberg, <laughs> iceberg lettuce has zero nutrients in it. Right. <laughs> But I do like the texture of the water. What you said, uh, crawfish. See that? You said that because I said what I said to scissors. Boy, boy, y'all look out for each other. My God. No, I don't want no crawfish, please. No, thank you. I'd rather some shrimp. I'd rather shrimp. You you keep crawfish, give me some shrimp. Some boiled shrimp? Yeah. As we say, not boiled. (laughs) Barrel, some barrel shrimp. Well, they, they do barrel barrel fish tacos. Yeah, barrel shrimp. Fish, fish tacos are popular. I don't care for fish tacos. Some people, some people are crazy about that. I, I, I'm just, some I'm, people I'm crazy kidding. about that. I'm watching. I'm listening. Nicole, do you like fish tacos? Doggone it. I, <laughs> what I said. I'm listening to you. Deductions. Deductions. Because no, do you like fish tacos? Do you like fish tacos? <laughs> no, no, no. No. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. No, no because no, fish tacos are popular. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Look, Snitchy, hold up. No, this is the real real question. Real food, fish tacos. No, no nothing else. No tricks in this, no nothing. You like Y'all always oh, tricking me. No. No, <laughs> no, no, no. This is no I've learned a lot of the you buckets code. Oh, I, I know, but, no. but that's why I say liquor. 
I realized I didn't realize why you were saying that. But we were talking about for real. Do you, do you like fish tacos? No, I, I didn't understand why you said that either because I think that. Yeah, I know. I understood. I understood because of fish. Because of the fish. King Beckham said, um, um, uh, he, y'all, you, well, all of y'all, all of y'all did. That's how I learned about the taco talk. No, y'all, y'all get out of here. <laughs> no, no. We're talking I, about I wasn't tacos. What are you talking about? I wasn't oh, kidding. 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 We're literally talking about tacos. <laughs> That's what y'all was really, you know, talking about. <laughs> but now I know we, better. No, no. You listen, can't unring a bell. No, we're talking about tacos. Not, not, yeah, not I know. The, 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 not, no, wait, wait. Not the female tacos. The real tacos. That's why, listen. Man. He said, did you like flour tacos? Listen, he said, he asked me, do you like flour tacos or do you like corn? You can't have that kind of flour corn in there. No, no. And then I said, I don't like these tacos. Car tacos because they get stale. So we talk about food still. So what are you talking right, about? We, we weren't kidding this time. Yeah, we wasn't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Roll the bell. You said you still not trust me. King Fred, you know about you, King Fred. How about you today? <laughs> Your buckets want to know. <laughs> and Nicole, Nicole, when you come to Vegas, I'm going to bring you to a place called Pink Tacos we have. I already got see. This is how I know King Beckman because you're the one who taught me about this thing. Uh, and you talk about the pink taco no, real famous out the there. Really and it's a place you, you, of all the places you, you, all the places you say you, you, you wish to treat a lady, you want to take them to pink taco. You know, forget them, King well, Beckman. I, I'm not going to any pink taco, no purple taco, pinstripe taco. No, thank you. Wow. Wow. Pink tacos. Wow. You're really defensive. And, and, and I'm not racist against tacos, so don't start that. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're racist towards the tacos. No, I'm not. You're racist towards the tacos. No, I'm not. Nicole, you sound like you're anti taco. There it is. I don't know if you said racist or you're anti. Right. No, I'm not anti taco. <laughs> You're anti taco. I'm anti getting caught up with you buckets in, in your in your <laughs> You know, but look, hold 24, on. Dog on it. 2024. Hold I'm, hold I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna show y'all. But we still want to know. Hold up. I still want to know. Listen. All right, Nicole. If you don't want to go, if, if you don't want to go to Pink Tacos, I'll take you to a place out here called Twelve Inch Hot Dogs. Is that <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I'm not going there either. <laughs> Okay. okay. No, I'm not. They come in a bun. <laughs> they come in a bun. No. Like, so, so wait. So look, I'm, I'm about to listen. So I'm about to ask you one. I'm about to ask you one. Did you like eat that wiener system? Look, see, the information that you're asking me would be before I understood things as I know them now. So back in the day, Snitchy Smurf, yes, I was at the Wiener Snitchel. I was there. I was there. Yes. So, so okay, no, no, if I'm eating Wiener Snitchel, they two seconds from getting cursed. Then, what? Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Nicole. Oh, do you prefer God, no. the do you pre, do you prefer the twelve inch hot dog or the six inch hot dog? Look now, King Beckman, 
the, you know, I see. Oh, hold on, let me let me stop. Um, doing, hold on, hold on. You you hold on, hold on I need. I think I need to reach that time of the day. You send me a message? Yes, one moment. One second, please. Here we go. I see we're at now. Buckethead. King Beckman, where is he at? Mm-hmm. Old Bucket. There he is right there. Well, look, that's what it yep. says on the menu, Nicole. I'm not I, I, I bet. I, yep, 702, one moment. I'm going to see. I'm gonna tell you something else that said. Just a second. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Yep. And do you like your hot dog? Do you like your hot dog loaded or plain? <laughs> so... I'm going to go on Celebrity because I realize I'm not, you know, going to be able to participate. I would say, so, I would so say to you, to this, you are you okay? But I'm not saying nothing to you. Why are you no, no. I'm, I'm saying hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One moment. I was asking legitimate questions. I didn't, I didn't ask you nothing. Look, I said Weed Snizzle because I worked at Weed Snizzle. I did. Oh yeah, I know. Nicole. I know. You you worked at Wiener Sizzles uh, for for a lot of years, and you still work at Wiener Sizzles. Forget you, scissors. No, yeah. I know who. No, no, no. I uh-huh. I worked at Wiener Sizzles in Oceanside, California. Uh huh. Absolutely. And 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 the and the, and the rest of that. Uh, well, hold on, because because you know King Beckman is confused. Why did he receive? Um, a sack of tambourines. <laughs> but you know, you, you know why he did. Well, but he I hasn't gotten the rest of my, my message yet. And then he'll know why. <laughs> yes, sir. I think the last item they pick up there is a cocktail. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I tell you. Well, I love you all dearly. <laughs> I'm not going to say that no, uh, you didn't fully well, celebrate the merger today. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, I worked that week in Oceanside, California. I really worked that week. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You worked the that week since before you was the at before you got to California. But what I'm saying to you today no, is, no, I didn't no, know the code no, back then. I, no, I didn't know. I only worked. Listen, I didn't know about listen. I didn't know about no weed since before I got to California. Weed since oh, I worked. You didn't that know about no weed. You 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 didn't know about no weed since before California. No, I didn't know that was a, that was a, a restaurant. I didn't know that was a family. Well, I didn't know nothing about, I know nothing about no taco until I got here with you, Bucket. No, hold up, hold up. Nate, so you, I'm, I'm traumatized. You, you, see, I'm, I'm we trying to, on a, I'm, I'm trying to survive. We're on two different, hold up, we're on two different levels right now. Hold up. Don't yeah, worry. I know. Beth I'm at the low level. Look, look, with the place I'm in the lobby. I'm not trying yeah, to y'all always me. trying to entrap me. Y'all always trying to attract me. I didn't listen. And at first, I, I didn't, didn't know I was being, I didn't know. I didn't know it. Hold up. I wasn't trying to entrap you. You were oh, you saying, were. y'all. Yeah, but I wasn't. I'm being honest. I'm, I, when I said, did you really like fish tacos, I was asking for real truth. Did you like fish tacos? I know people who do like fish tacos. Why, why got to be a taco, though? Why can't you just say, do you, do you prefer a grilled salmon? Because, see, y'all can't fool with salmon. No, because this, well, y'all I don't do know salmon. Y'all do. Y'all no, do wait, 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 wait. Like wait, wait, wait. That, but now you got talking about wings. No, the salmon is like taco. Taco? Salmon taco? You can get a salmon taco. Our sister, um, Taco Peach, just told me. So I'm going to tell you this. We no, that wasn't a taco. That was, no, no, you can get a salmon taco. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, sorry. No, you can get a salmon burger now. On the side of the street somewhere. Huh? A salmon burger, yeah. A salmon burger. Yeah, that's what sister told us yesterday. 
But no, no, as far as I know, I mean, somewhere in the world, I'm certain they're doing it. However, I don't know about that. So salmon is safe. Ask me if I like grilled salmon, and, you know, I can, I can answer okay. you. But, you know, I'll right, put a taco Nicole. on it. Nicole, <laughs> do you like the 12-inch salmon sandwich or the 6-inch salmon sandwich? Which I don't one think do you they prefer? Come, I don't think they come in increments, um, King Becky. They probably just come in uh, one standard size. I'm not well, I'm looking at burst the, I'm looking the salmon at the menu burger. Right now. <laughs> I'm looking at the menu right now. It says either a 12-inch salmon sandwich or a 6-inch salmon sandwich. <laughs> that, that's, that's awfully generous, a 12-inch salmon sandwich. See, King Beckman, this is, okay, I see I see here. Oh, oh, so I, I, I forgot to get you scissors one moment because so y'all work together. You to it Why you got to get me? What did I do? No, no, so King Beckman, I was thinking more of a um, your traditional grilled salmon, you know, you can have it uh, with a, a rice or some form of um, starch, you know, and a vegetable that, that you know, comes with a, a napkin, you know, someone refilling your beverage. That's what I was talking about. You know, linen tablecloth type situation. What you're talking about, <laughs> I'm not familiar. I didn't know anything about 12 inch because it seems interesting to me that it would come in the same increments as the hot dog. <laughs> not that I'm not saying you didn't see it. I'm not saying you didn't see it. I, I know you didn't see it a lot. <laughs> All right, one moment here. Where, where are you at, Scissors? Where are you? Why, why, why you about to hit me with something? Yeah, yeah, because y'all working, y'all, 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 working in, y'all working in tandem. One moment, please. No. Let's see here. Yep, Maria 504. Oh, yes, yes, man, yes. Oh, what, what do you know? 504 already has a tambourine <laughs> of war warning. <laughs> I see that wasn't effective. Let's go with this one. <laughs> Man, and I didn't do anything. I to grind. Let's try that one. Like, you, know like. you know what, though? Y'all love y'all sound card from California. And sourdough bread. That's it. That's oh, we'll see. Sauerkraut and sourdough bread, sir, are two different things. Sauerkraut no, is more of your Eastern. No, hold up. Yeah, hold up. Hold up. Listen, no, listen. I, I Listen, let me tell you something. Wait, let me stop. We do love please. our sourdough. You're not listening to me. You, you're not listening to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm so trying. I never heard of listen, I never heard of a sourdough bread hamburger sandwich. I, look, I know they call it part of the patty milk. So you get sourdough <laughs> with the burger with the. So I, I, I'm like sourdough bread. Who eats sourdough bread? So I'm looking. I never even heard of sourdough bread. I'm gonna tell you that's how, how, how green I was. I was like, why you can't use well, some regular bread? Why you well, regular I mean, bread why you gotta be sourdough I, bread? And then I would like to, I would like to engage with you, scissors, but then you said patty melt, and I and I gotta back up off of you now because y'all got code so, for patty melt. So I, you know, but we do have sourdough bread. That's <laughs> no, that's what it's, that's, that's what it's called, patty melt. It's called patty melt. That's what it's called. It's called yeah, but you you bucket switch language and call the patty melt no, something else, and I remember no. I don't know about yes, the, because the, the, Clinton no, starts talking about white know, patties no. and this kind of patty. Oh, yes, that. yes. <laughs> hold up, but don't don't hold me don't hold me guilty to uh us guilty. Nicole, my oh, question is irregardless irregardless of what the meal is, do you prefer a twelve inch or a six inch? <laughs> okay, all right, deduction. Here you go. <laughs> So King Becky, <laughs> outright deduction. There it is, sir. Somebody had a belch there. Let's see. What did I? I know it had bass in it, didn't it? 
My goodness. I'm I'm voting scissors did it and didn't say excuse me, but that's for another day. This is a king's world. Oh, oh let's no, that's see. me, me oh. coughing up um no, oh, 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 oh. We thought okay, if okay. I did, that's coughing up. Nicole, Nicole, if you stayed here at my house and I made you breakfast the next morning, would you prefer the 12-inch pancakes or the 6-inch pancakes? First off, King Beckham, I can't talk with you about breakfast because that code, you taught me, y'all taught me well. Can I? Do you like breakfast? Is cold? Yeah. You, 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 you picking up what I'm putting down? I know you are. You know why? Because you're the one who first put came? it down, and I picked it up. Hey, what's this? No, 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 no. Why are you laughing? Because you know. I ain't thinking about giving that one. That one call him. We about to go. I come walking in here. Y'all talking about pie and who like pie and. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like pie. Well, forget that. I'm watching Nicole, y'all closely. Nicole, no, no. Do you, like, do, you like, do you like chicken Caesar wraps? Have you ever had a chicken Caesar wrap? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. You've never had a chicken Caesar so. wrap? I, I, don't think, I don't think so, no. Okay. Never I mind. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Never mind. Who's serving? Who's serving chicken Caesar wraps? Now, now I'm on your. Now I'm going to follow you. Who, who's serving chicken well, Caesar wraps? King Becky. Where might you find like those? It's a Caesar uh-huh. salad inside of a, a corn a flour tortilla. Oh, you know, that's why they call it chicken Caesar wraps. Inside of a soft flour tortilla, I guess, because lettuce involved. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But my question is, my question is, if you came to visit. And I brought you to a place where they serve chicken Caesar wraps. Would you like the 12-inch or the 6-inch? You know, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, don't think, I don't know if I want wrapped wrap lettuce. And here's another thing as well, um, King Beckman. I don't know if I, ever, if I ever said it to you, but I sure made a mental note. A cheesecake factory. I kept trying to understand, like, gosh, King Beckman, like a cheesecake factory that much? I said, you know, I don't understand. What do you mean cheesecake factory? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I so, wanted see, a Lambert cheesecake. That's all. No, no, no. He made it. No, he no. Since I need to start like studying the Urban Dictionary, and, and I've been in there. <laughs> I wanted a Lambert factory cheesecake. Well, I, well, you know, and it, it's okay to want something else, King Beckman. Don't worry. <laughs> just, I know. It, it's all right. I didn't get everything I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> We're just having fun. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with y'all, but I, 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 I am much more aware. <laughs> these past, <laughs> these past couple years of pressing this one dog on it, and <laughs> boy, well, y'all said okay, something else dude. too, and I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Hey, there's a lot of shit said on the show. I don't mean. I mean that I don't know what means. <laughs> well, we learn something every day. That's for certain. But you're do. never too old to learn. That's right. That, that's that's right. why Jay, that's why Jay sponsors that show. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. <laughs> yes. Never too late. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, even well, if we learned that one last thing the day before we died, it was never too late. Never too late. <laughs> oh, goodness. Speaking of which, is he going to, I don't, we don't do, like, announcements like we used to. I wonder if he's going to do the Jay King show tonight. Oh, yeah, he, he hasn't done that for a week or two. Right. And, well, you know, today, he, was, he, was, he was away. Tuesday, right? What is today? Right. Today, Tuesday? Yeah. Goddamn, but I'm, like, I'm because of Christmas, I'm days, messed up. Right. On a Monday, which to me, I just, this feels weird, but but I know it's happened before in my lifetime, but, I, you know, uh, let me see. I'm, I'll ask him. So he's on the radio today, KDEE. Today's Tuesday. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. Uh, don't don't request the Candyman. <laughs> yep, he'll be there though. Candyman, <laughs> the Candyman. That's my favorite song. I know, you know but <laughs> you crack me up when you request it, and then y'all have this whole thing that you do, where then he explains well, why he can't play it yeah, because he it, but it still doesn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me because he plays other songs. That are copyrighted. Why aren't they banned from Facebook? Why oh, yeah, Facebook can't be? Facebook do that. <laughs> why does Why does yeah. Facebook only uh, get rid of Candyman? Well, Facebook is kind me. of finicky, if you ask me, because you know there's there yeah. songs that uh, folks are having full DJ scopes on 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 Facebook. So yeah, I think but it's if, a, Nicole. Nicole, yeah. if he plays a Lucky Witherspoon or uh, some song on KDE. How come Facebook doesn't get rid of that, but they'll get rid of Candyman? See, that because doesn't I make think sense. Those are to me. Well, I think, I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say independent that the program right now. recognizes. I think, but I think that the program recognizes certain songs. So I don't think that. I think there might be an AI program or something like that that recognizes music and then bands depending on. But Jay will also play a Sean Rayford. A uh, who's the other guy? It's so good. Um, um, Lucky Joe Levy. Levy. Joe Levy. Yeah. I mean, those, but they're those independent. are independent songs. Yeah, yes, but they're but recognized because in- he plays them all the time. Well, true. So what's the difference they're between indep- Candyman? <laughs> Candyman is on um, a, on a label network, like a it's a on an artist label, I guess. Um, and where those other uh, kings you mentioned, they're independent artists. But you have to admit, Candyman is a fun song. It makes everybody smile. It makes everybody <laughs> laugh. It makes everybody smile and have a good time. And they all know the music. Yes. I will forever love Candyman. When we're on Blog Talk Radio, I think he could play Candyman. It, but now that he's broadcasting through Instagram and Facebook to avoid Instagram and well, that's, jail that, and Facebook if, jail. If this is the case about Sammy Davis's Candyman, I think Jay should remake it and have it be a an novel. <laughs> and then right. we can play Candyman. <laughs> right. Huh? Now now maybe today it would be it would be it would be funny to ask him if he could play the um independent version Ooh, of yeah. Candyman and it, that'll throw him for a loop. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I want Jay. If he re, if he if he can remake Lean on Me, he can remake Candyman. That's my philosophy. <laughs> so, well, my God, if if Club Duvaux did a remake of Candyman, they would have standing ovations every concert. Oh my goodness, <laughs> no, Josh. I 
I don't know, King Dexter. I don't know. Then that's the thing. Why not? I don't know. Why not? But hey, I'm not, I didn't say I was against it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not certain. They should remake it. But, you know, they can do a I remake mean, of Lean on Me. They can do a remake of Candyman. Well, I think it's a it's a good idea to pull. And Jay said, and Jay says he doesn't need permission from the Sammy Davis estate. You know, he doesn't need permission to do a remake. Nobody needs uh, permission to make a remake. So really, that's what he said. Oh. But if, if Jay did make a remake of Candyman, then Sammy Davis's Jr. would get a cut of that. Uh, his estate would get a, uh, a cut of that. Correct. Just like Bill Withers. Bill Withers did get a cut of Lean on Me remake. He did. Remember, yep. he said, remember he said Bill Withers, he said, thank you, Jay, you paid for the other wing of my house. Yes, he did. Yep. Now, I think that's the coolest thing um, for um, – for uh, the artists of tomorrow to think of the artists of today, you know, and, and even yesterday, because who would have really thought about just how much mm-hmm. of an impact that is covering someone's song? Exactly. You know. And how many times, you remember when COVID first hit and everybody yeah. was leaning outside their apartments and they were, and they were playing Lean on Me? Remember that? I wasn't I wasn't aware of that. I just was aware of the banging oh, of the pots at eight o'clock. There was a lot of people playing Lean on Me as they were leaning out their apartment windows after COVID hit. And oh. nobody could get together. But somebody was playing that it was the Bill Withers version, not Jay's version. But it was the Bill Withers version. Oh. Well, that was a, a to me an appropriate thing to do. Yeah, well, that's no, really it was the fabulous. of the song, right? Yeah, right. That, that was that was very uh, that was a very good idea. I I didn't experience that. I did. I just know we participated in making a gang of noise. Um, with our spoon to a pot for the um for the um frontline workers, the essential workers. You know the folks. You know at the hospitals and truckers right. and at grocery store. You know everybody. You know that basically. Lean on me sure when that, you're not strong. I mean that's a, that's that's uh, those are yeah that was classic. Classic lines. Lean on me when yeah. you're not strong. If you need yeah. a friend to lean on. Yeah, lean yeah. on me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that that was the thing. I, I, we, I don't... Yeah, I did not know that. And, if you go back and pull up COVID songs, Lean on Me, you'll see people in cities that were singing that outside their windows because they couldn't be around each other. You know, right. everybody was singing out their windows. Right. I I wish that we were able to just play play music, um, and and as long as we give credit to the artist, you know, like to say, hey, I mean, but it's clear that I, I can't get up and, and and say, Rocksteady, who we all know that's an iconic song to Aretha Franklin, is somehow my song just because I played it. I mean. Right. But I mean, I, I I understand, you know, about like basically sampling someone's music just just all together and 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 not saying a word. But I um I wish that we could play music. Like I miss the DJ scopes. I, well, it used to well, it used to be scopes, but I, I miss the DJ broadcast. You know, where he could just come in and enjoy good music. I mean, um, you know, 
Ken used to do that all the time. Like on a Saturday, he would yeah. cut, let, 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 cut the periscope on and be of, music for two, three hours. It was it was wonderful. Or at night. How, how many versions of the song like Dancing in the Street have been made? Dancing in the Street. Yeah, that's the first song. Pittsburgh um, to L.A. or whatever, however the lyrics go. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody loved that swinging, song. They'll be swinging, playing, records playing, dancing in the street. Yeah, yeah I, um, right. I I don't know. I'll have to hear. Let me go. I guarantee you there was probably 15 different versions of that song or different artists singing that song, and everybody loved them all just because that song was so good. Yeah, let's see. How many? And that's like a that's, that's a harmony. I mean, everybody coming together as one. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, whatever. Everybody just dancing in the street. And it's like a block. Charles, party. you still there? Yeah. Charles, you still there? Oh, I thought you said, "Are y'all still there?" Uh, Who's that speaking? He that's that's uh, King Fred speaking. But I don't know where he went. He didn't say goodbye, so he might have just stepped away for a moment. All right, tell me when I call at me when he come back. Oh, hey Fred, how you, you doing, like, buddy? Like Did give you, you have a, a good Christmas? Yes, God, I had a beautiful Christmas. And yourself? Good, good. Uh, we good. did. Thank you very much. You know what? We did our Christmas on Christmas Eve where we got together with friends. And yesterday my wife and I did absolutely nothing. I watched football games. She watched movies or whatever. We didn't. In fact, we ordered pizza last night. That was our Christmas dinner, because we had our official Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve, and it was absolutely um, wonderful. Yeah, I feel like somewhere I heard you. I I don't know. Um, I must. It must have been online. Oh, it might have been during King's during the regular time. You said how you had made yourself a sandwich from the from the from your meal the day before. That was yesterday. I we had. Yeah. Uh, I was in charge of making the ham for dinner on New Year's Eve for everybody, which I did. And then, uh, you know, when everybody's done with dinner, there's leftover ham, so everybody got ham to take home. And I had a leftover ham sandwich yesterday. It was terrific. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. This is like Thanksgiving. I, I, I enjoy the turkey on Thanksgiving the day or two after on the sandwiches versus the day of Thanksgiving. Probably more uh, the seasoning maybe has set in better. Maybe is that oh is yeah? That I do it on toasted bread with mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and oh man, it's so good on a sandwich. Especially when you're watching. You know, I'm a I'm a diehard football fan, so I watch yeah. all the football games, and you know, I'm just like, man, I'm gonna get one of those sandwiches. How about those Raiders yesterday upsetting the uh, the Chiefs? Huh? Nobody saw that coming. So that will be that'll be for King Fred and y'all to, to figure out because I didn't I didn't see the games and know how good it was, but it certainly. Okay, now let me let me tell anybody who's listening right now. There's two games left in the season, right? Each team has two uh, yeah. games left in the season. Mm-hmm. If the Raiders win the next two games and the Kansas City Chiefs lose their next two games, guess who wins the division, Fred? Okay. The Raiders. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a possibility. Good. It's a possibility. It could happen. 
if we win the next two games and the Chiefs lose, we win the division. We get a we get a home playoff game if that happens. Hmm. And that's and I'm being I'm being serious. That's the that's the truth of it. See now I'm about to now. Oh. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I can't ask that. I, I know the answer. Um, yeah, so is it too soon to predict who who y'all think might um, come to the Super Bowl? Is it no, too anybody, soon? Can pre- anybody can predict at any time. Well, I felt like That's now what, it's maybe a little easier to. I mean, look, look. Because there's only a couple games left. No, look what happened last night. You had the two best teams in the NFL play last night, the 49ers and the Ravens. Those two had the best records in the NFL. And the Ravens in San Francisco killed them. So, you know, before the game, everybody's like, oh, this is a preview of a Super Bowl. Well, you never know. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, the Ravens could make the Super Bowl, but they, they could lose in a playoff game. You just never know. So predictions are just like it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, okay. <laughs> so is that you? That's you, King Fred. Okay. Um, you know who could win the Super Bowl, and, I, and nobody probably even knows it is the Green Bay Packers could win it. They could be the last team in, uh, you know, the wow. number seven team in, and they could win the Super Bowl. That's happened before, where the last team in has won the Super Bowl before. I think the Giants did it to the Patriots. Remember when the Patriots were seventeen and zero, and the Giants were the last team in, and the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl. That was with the helmet yeah. catch game. Yeah. The guy caught the guy caught the ball on his helmet. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.